Welcome to another edition of the Speaking of Tangents podcast, where we take an in-depth and serious look at the socio-economic, political, and religious issues facing our world today. No, I'm just kidding. This is a bunch of random nonsense. I'm Jason. And I'm KJ. And in this episode, we'll find out where in the world KJ was this week. We discuss the results of Jason's Coke Pepsi blind taste test. Well, kind of, sort of. We tell some ghost stories. Yeah, I mean, it is almost Halloween. And then we'll play some more pronunciation games before we get into an extended quiz section. Then, find out if we have a guest when we play Do We Have a Guest? And later, our resident fantasy football expert, Robert Berg, joins us to review the week's highlights. Or lowlights. And finally, we'll wrap up the show today with our recommendations, feedback, and of course, more ridiculous Amazon reviews for me to ramble on about. All of that, plus several conversational tangents. Oh, and speaking of tangents, have I ever told you about the time that I met Jackie Stewart, the famous British Formula One driver? Very nice guy and sneaky short. Well, not really sneaky short, more just like regular short because, you know, you have to be short in order to be formal. In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. And speaking of things that happened this week, I had a very exciting weekend. Well, actually a very exciting Sunday. Cool. I went to Sunday's Ryder Cup. Oh, very nice. Yeah, at, at, at Hazeltine National in Chaska. Chaska's, oh, about 25 minutes southwest of Minneapolis. Um, a beautiful course. Uh, I guess it's it kind of has to be in order to be picked for one of these events. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just got a lot of old trees on it. Very, very, it's just pretty. Uh, I'd been there once before for the uh, 09 PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew what the layout was. And that year, Y.E. Yang won, and he beat Tiger Woods. I think it was by three strokes. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, I'm not going to fact check this, but I think that was <laughs> the first time that Tiger was ever beaten when leading after 54 holes. Oh, and that so that's was, a, that is a big deal. Yeah, and that was a few months before the infamous Thanksgiving Day hoopla in florida <laughs> the beginning of the end the beginning of his demise yes and well not the beginning the <laughs> when it actually came, surfaced came out yep <laughs> yeah and you know at the pga there were a lot of people but it was nothing compared to this i don't really think i could begin to describe what what it was like to be there uh just from the sheer number of people to the crazy mm-hmm. outfits they were wearing uh, raucous cheering, absolutely perfect weather conditions. I am just so happy that it wasn't like the first weekend in October could be in Minnesota. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, if it was, we would have heard what an awful choice Minnesota was and why would they pick Minnesota? It's so cold and rainy and miserable because it definitely could have been that way. Hmm. But I'm talking perfect, like... You go there with a sweatshirt on in the morning, and then you eventually, you know, by 11, 12, it's time to take it off, and you're in shorts and a t-shirt, and it's like mid-70s, and it's not warm enough so that you sweat, so that later you have to put the sweatshirt back on because you got the chills. It's just, hmm. It was just absolutely perfect. 
But, you know, there were stupid and lewd fans, of course. I mean, when you mix 50,000 people with loads of alcohol, <laughs> I think you're going to get that anywhere you go. And oh, yeah. You just can't and avoid that. I remember, I saw on Twitter several people tweeting about how, you know, rowdy and people were getting thrown out, or at least one guy that got thrown out for yelling at Rory. Yes, and, said something uh, few very other lewd. Was, was that guy with you? Is that what that was? No, he wasn't with me. <laughs> in fact, I didn't even know he got kicked out until Anita uh, in Alaska told me. Oh. Because she, she tweeted something like, uh, don't get kicked out today or something. <laughs> uh, like Rory, like somebody did with Rory. But I mean, I think just the level of play and the way the players stepped up and played off each other, it just made the tournament a huge success. Cool. And one thing that always amazes me about golf is how people rarely scream when they shouldn't, like before the swing or before the putt. Mm-hmm. And especially at this tournament with these rowdy folks. I mean, deep down, people know the rules and the etiquette of golf. Hmm. But most of the fans were good. And if you were there or watched it on TV, you kind of saw how great some of those matches were. And yeah. how the players were taunting each other in a friendly way. Like, the crowd fed off of that. And were, they were also kind of exchanging friendly banter or coming up with all sorts of chants. Yeah, I saw that guy come out of the crowd and make that putt. I don't, yes. I don't know the, really the backstory on that. I think it was something that some of the guys on the – is it the European team? Is that what they're called? Yeah, yep. They were they were missing the putt or something or were working on reading a, a green. A pra- it was some practice session, wasn't it? And this guy just fan came out and made a putt. Yes, the practice session, and it was, uh, I think it was Justin Rose and Rory McIlroy, and um, he was taunting them, like, I can make that putt, because they missed it like four or five times in a row, same spot, (laughs) and they they said, come on out here, and and you make it, and this guy from, I guess he was an insurance salesman from North Dakota, just came out there and sunk the putt. Insurance? Insurance, yes. Speaking of insurance, do you have any updates? No. (laughs) Um. But yeah, that was a fabulous way to kick off the tournament because it was a practice round. That's very cool. I mean, that, that's like that's the story that guy will tell the rest of his life. Oh yeah, I mean, he was making the circuit. Like the Today Show wanted him. All kinds of people wanted him. What? Because, I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because he he stepped up there and sunk that putt. Now he hit it a ton. If he didn't hit the back of the cup, that ball was off the practice green. That was gone, <laughs> or the, the the green. Yeah, yeah, it was. So he got you know a little bit lucky, but. What what hey, pressure to get up there and the Justin Rose put a hundred dollar bill right next to the ball and he Whoa, I didn't I don't I didn't see that part. Yeah, That's cool. he laid out a hundred dollar bill and the guy just sunk it. So I was I was impressed. I thought that was fabulous. That's like Babe Ruth calling your shot there. Yep. Yep. So I wanna some of these chants. Have you ever heard um I really think at least for me, the origin of this chant is from the Yankees fans who would okay. always go Derek Jeter, and oh, yeah, the cadence of that—that that seems. I don't know if it was anywhere before that, but that's what it reminds me of when you, yeah. when you say that. So they were doing that, and I—I'm sure it was other players, but the ones that we—they heard... were saying Derek Jeter. No, <laughs> good question. <laughs> they were saying Patrick Reed over and over again. Now I'm sure they were doing other players. So there was. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Reed is not two syllables. Oh, well, they made it two syllables. Are you sure that these people weren't really drunk? <laughs> Hey, you said alcohol well. was involved. <laughs> Patrick Reed, not bad, not bad. Yeah, I give, I give it to you. And then this one, I did look up the origin because 
I don't know where it came from, and I was kind of interested. You, you've heard this chant, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Have you heard that one? That one I've never heard of, but it sounds like a song. Well, it goes back to a Naval Academy prep school student. Oh, that, yeah, I would have never gotten this. From 1998, he was somebody asked him to invent a cheer for a 50-member platoon. And he invented that, and it spread like wildfire. I mean, I think they were using it in the 2014 U.S. Soccer World Cup. Wow. And I've never heard of that one. Yeah, so I love that kind of, that it just started like that. Cool. So anyway, there was a lot of that. And then, of course, my favorite is the ole, 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 ole. Um, that's what the I don't Euro- think I know that one either. That's what the Europeans were doing. Is that like a European soccer one? I think it must be European soccer. Yeah, that so, sounds like something you would hear at a soccer game. Yeah, and it was all over the course, all the time. And of course, the um, hmm. the comeback or the answer to that, but from the United States fans was USA, USA. Oh, well, this just in, one of those chants is way better than the other. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think we know which one. Yeah, uh, it's like, come on, let's come up with a more creative. So this yeah. was kind of like an Olympic or like World Cup, soccer World Cup or football World Cup, yes. like atmosphere, sort of. Yes, it's like... So See, and I never knew that about the Ryder Cup. Well, I you never know, knew it was that much. Yes, and you know the Masters has that phrase that Jim Nance coined, uh, a tradition unlike any other? Yeah. Well, I would have to say that the Ryder Cup is a sporting event unlike any other, at least that I've oh, been cool. to. It was, cool. It was great. And the, the last chant that I really liked was... Uh, the European team, of course. The European teams were coming up with songs for every player and hmm. new lyrics, kind of like jingles. And one of them was the You Are My Sunshine, and I Love My Sergio, da-da-da-da. And then at the end, they'd say, <laughs> please don't take my Sergio away. And and he... I didn't even know Sergio was still playing. <laughs> oh, he was, he was money. He played really well. Wow, cool. He and Phil Mickelson's match... I think Phil won. Phil had 10 birdies, and I think Sergio had eight against each good. other. Yeah. That's really good. So, uh, but he acknowledged the crowd when who when he came up. This was on the 15th green. He came up. They were doing that cheer. He gave him the thumbs up, and he made that little heart symbol with his hand to his chest. So you don't see that in golf. Um, it was just, It was just a great, fabulous event. I get the picture that the players were even more relaxed and more, not relaxed, but more free to be themselves. Oh, they looked like they were. Their own personality came through. Yeah, they looked like they were having a blast. That's good. They should play like that all the time. And they were taunting each other, like you've heard about Rory and Patrick Reed's match. Um, They were just going back and forth and just, you know, taunting each other, but in a good way. Yeah, friendly, Friendly, you know, good natured taunting makes every sporting event or competition better. Absolutely. And like, you know, quizzes. Yes, definitely. That kind of thing. Um, and you know what? To top that all off, I was able to meet up with Jolene Wojcik. Oh, cool. Fellow TK Little. And, you know, she sent us feedback on this show. And that was just really extra special. We didn't get to chat long, but it was really great to meet her. She was very sweet. Nice. Now, I know the big question, at least from the TK Little's group, is whether I screamed La Cheeserie. Yes, that was my only question. <laughs> yeah. In fact, several days before I even went, Sean Morrissey, at, um, at Sean underscore Morrissey, tweeted, I hope this week in review includes KJ shouting out La Cheeserie at the Ryder Cup. 
<laughs> so yes, Sean, you wanted to know if I screamed La Cheeserie. I I actually did four times actually. Wow. Yeah. We we and by we I mean the person to whom I'm related by marriage. We set ourselves <laughs> up on the fourth tea box to start. So unless you're lucky enough to have tickets to like the sponsors' tents where you get free food, beverages uh-huh. all day, and private decks where you can stand and watch the action. Uh, pretty much unobstructed. There's unless you have that, which I didn't. We we had grounds tickets, but there's a certain strategy of where you're gonna go to make sure you see something. Um, hmm. And we learned pretty qu- quickly that we're we're tournament rookies. <laughs> Lots of people brought camping chairs or like even smaller chairs that mm-hmm. they sold there with the Hazeltine logo on it, and they put these chairs down. In you know first row in front of the greens or and then their spots were like somehow magically saved, it was hmm. sort of like a parade, you know where you put your chair down and then you oh, go away. Yeah. They go somewhere else, maybe near the front of the course, like the first couple holes, and then they go to the end and put their chairs where they at seventeen or sixteen or fifteen whatever some lo- hole near the end so that they could see the players twice. And and get a front row seat at both destinations. Hmm. So I was both surprised and a little bit annoyed. Not annoyed enough not to try it at the next tournament. I was getting ready to say, yeah. is that now you're playing next time around? Yeah, but I couldn't believe that people, especially all the drunk people, didn't just kick the chairs out of the way when no one was there. So because we didn't have a special spot, we just had grounds tickets. You can go wherever you want on the course that's obviously not gated off or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. The grandstands are always a huge hit, and we never actually got into any grandstands. The lines were ridiculous, so we left that. So we knew we could, we didn't want to wait that long, so we, we went to the merchandise tent, and we just hung around. And so then finally we said, okay, we need to go find a spot. So we ended up right on the ropes, hole four. It's a par three, 210 yards. So if you're standing on the tee box looking at the green... We were on the left side of the tee box, right on the ropes, directly in line with the player's tee box. The tips, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the way the hole is shaped and, all, and with all the huge trees on both sides of the fairway, we, we couldn't see the green. Um, so basically, you're just seeing the tee shot, and that's it. Mm. But this was our best chance to shout the cheesery. And be heard. Yeah, and I mean, that, that takes advantage. That takes precedence. That, that does. I'm not sure the person to whom I'm related by marriage agreed, but <laughs> we, we quickly figured out that um, we probably picked the wrong side of the tee box because everybody was right-handed. So they put the uh. microphones on the right-hand side. So here are the groups that we watched. Match one, Rory McIlroy versus Patrick Reed, which we already know is the classic match. Mm-hmm. The one that kind of summed it all up. So we screamed after Patrick's tee shot. I was DMing with Anita because she was watching it, and I told her that we just did it. Oh, cool. So you could you had a, a way to say to tell if somebody actually heard it on TV. Correct. So cool. there was about a two to three minute delay, so I had to I was kind of waiting. And though she said, no, nope, didn't hear you. Uh, <laughs> we were surprised because we just screamed it at the top of our lungs. So we're like, all right, we'll try it once more, but that's it. So match two, Henrik Stenson versus Jordan Spieth. We screamed it after Spieth. DM Anita, no dice. (laughs) So we decided, okay, we're just going to watch maybe through the match six, which is Sergio and Phil Mickelson, and then we're moving. We watched a couple more matches. One was Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler. By the way, Rory McIlroy and Ricky Fowler are sneaky short. 
I mean, little guys. Yeah, I knew Rory was short. I didn't know if Ricky Fowler was short, too. Yeah, really, really small. Um, and then we realized that Phil, he's a left-handed golfer. He's going to be coming yeah. up for soon, so maybe they'll bring the mics by us. Well, that's what they did. Cool. So we like, okay, we're going to give this one more shot. So after Phil tees off, we scream at top of our lungs. Phil's wife and his entourage, they turn around and give us a stare down. <laughs> so we thought, okay, this is the one. So I yeah. DM Anita and I tell her, okay, I did it one more. T- we did it one more time after Phil. And she DMs me back. They didn't show Phil's tee shot on four on NBC. Oh, Are you kidding me? That was the best chance we had. So we're like, oh. forget this. So anyway, we move. Finally, we found a spot on the fifteenth green, behind two saved rows of chairs. Nobody was in the chairs, of course, but uh, we stood behind the second row of chairs and we just hoped: Is anybody going to? Uh, are they going to stay seated or are they going to stand? Okay, let's right. let's gamble that they're going to stay seated. And we got extremely lucky that the people in front of us stayed seated. And we got to see an unobstructed view for 11 out of 12 groups. So we got pretty lucky in that regard. We got to 15 just in time. It started filling in. There's probably 20 20 rows deep by the time the players started coming through there. But we waited there an hour with no golf. I mean, we could see it. There was a jumbotron there, so we were able to watch it. And we had radios that you could purchase where you could listen to it. So we kind of knew what was going on. And the crowd Mm -hmm. knew. And everybody was cheering together. Um... But we decided one more chance, so we we screamed it after the fifteenth after Dustin Johnson's putt on fifteen, and that was a lot more intimidating because there's a lot more people around the green. <laughs> uh, but we did it, and Anita said, "Well, she basically said, meh, it's it's very faint.'" <laughs> <laughs> but, but she did hear it at least. She heard something. You kind of have to will it to hear it, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> She sent me the video, and I do have video of a very faint easery. You can kind of hear the easery part. Now, were other people yelling? Is that what it was? Yes. There. It, it turns out it's so pretty... So people are cheering? Yeah. It turns out it's pretty difficult to scream over 50,000 people. Yeah, that would be tough. Um, but yeah, they... So every time we screamed, we timed it perfectly that no one else was screaming right at that moment. But then mm-hmm. it just gets all filled in with people screaming right behind you. Right. So... I think the best bet was the fourth shot or the fourth tee for Mickelson that didn't actually get on TV. So I'm going to say well, that it worked, but we don't yeah, know. They were probably filming that anyway. So hopefully somebody in the truck got a good laugh about that and maybe said something to Sands about it. Yeah, maybe. Yep. And speaking of Sands, sadly, I didn't get to see Sands, which really bummed me out. Hmm. But I'm glad Jolene did. Yeah. Um, so cool. yeah, overall it was great, and it was kind of a weird thing because you wanted you were kind of cheering for the Americans to do poorly enough that you could keep watching until all twelve groups came through fifteen, but just enough to win. <laughs> so it was really kind of a weird thing. For, it sounds for like me a fantasy the, football situation. Yeah, it's just like it was. It felt like fantasy football, and we were standing by. There were three bunkers on fifteen. We were standing by the leftmost bunker, and mm-hmm. I was just hoping that someone would hit it in the bunker so that would be closer for La Cheesery. Yeah. But didn't happen because the bunker really wasn't in play. Those guys can hit it. Oh, my gosh. So oh, anyway, yeah. that is the Ryder Cup La Cheesery story. Well, it sounds like you had made several valiant attempts, so I, I will 
I think you get credit for that. Yeah, it wasn't for lack of trying. I mean, my mm-hmm. voice was pretty scratchy by the end of the day. <laughs> um, but you know what? I got a tweet the same day of the Ryder Cup. I got a tweet. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, it was a DM from Deanna, your wife. Oh, no. Okay. And she said, this is what she says. It cracked me up. Halfway through a conversation, just realized Jason is holding a half-empty diet Pepsi. I'm picking oh, up no. the children and headed to a hotel for safety reasons. <laughs> explain. <laughs> oh, you want me to explain, or did she say explain? No, I want you to explain. <laughs> okay. Well, you know that taste test that we talked about yes. um, that I was supposed to do last week? Yes. I bought the stuff for it this week. So I bought a Diet Pepsi, a Pepsi, uh, a real sugar Coke, Mexican Coke, um, Diet Coke, and regular Coke. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when I got home, I drank the regular Coke. And of then course. I drank the Diet Coke. And then a couple hours later, I drank the Pepsi. And then I drank <laughs> the Mexican Coke. And so when she got home later that afternoon, later that evening, um, I was on the Diet Pepsi because, you know, like I said before, if I buy it, even if I don't like it, I'm going to drink it yeah. if I have it. If it's in If the it's house. caffeine and carbonation, I'm going to drink it. So that's what happened. <laughs> So you never did the taste test. So I never. Well, I did. I just you know did it all. At, I did it over a six hour period, and I drank the whole yeah. bottle at once. But so. you knew what you were tasting. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say I got five out of five. Yeah, definitely. From the way you're scoring it, that's what you got. Yeah, I, I, I will actually try it again at some point. We did the but, same you know. thing. We didn't want to waste it, so we drank the rest of them, even if we had had enough of it by that point. Yeah, exactly. And I, there's nothing worse to me than wasting a good soda or Coke or beverage or pop or tonic or whatever you want to call yeah. it. It's, it's, it just don't waste that kind of stuff. It's, it's liquid gold. Well, at least the Coke is. Yeah. Oh, oh for sure. Hey, by the way, did I mention that I, um, there was a ghost in my house this week? Uh, excuse me, a what? I think there was a ghost in my house this week. <laughs> no, you, you didn't mention that. Uh, we need to discuss this though. What well, happened? Yeah, yes. Okay. Well, yesterday I was, um, recording some stuff upstairs and I have like a loft area that I record in. Uh, and downstairs I heard all of a sudden this very faint sounded like two little kids singing a song Mm -hmm. that lasted for about, you know, five, 10 seconds. And it sounded far away in terms of like how soft it was, but it sounded like locationally, like it was right in my living room downstairs. Oh, weird. It was super weird. And I'm thinking, oh, that's one of my kids' toys, or they left some electronic device on. But it was kind of weird, creepy. Yeah. So I go downstairs to check it out and realize, oh, there's nothing left on. There's Ooh. nothing here. And while I'm standing there, my phone, I thought it was ringing. It was the alarm on my phone going off. And I came upstairs, and there was no alarm set on my phone. But as I'm walking up the stairs to check that, a chair in the living room that I was just in, just fell over. Oh, no way. Uh, it Stranger it was things. Weird. Yeah. And so, I mean, I moved on from that. And uh, then uh, later on, a couple hours later, I heard this sound. It sounded like someone was making like a fake ghost, you know, like in my basement, but it was like a higher pitched voice. And it sounded like it was coming from the basement. I was like, what in the world is that? And I discovered that somebody was drilling into some concrete next door in their house for some uh-huh. reason. And it was the, the vibrations coming through were making it, but you know, that added on top of the three other unexplained things that happened. And I'm like, all right, this is kind of weird. So anyway, so, I've, I've, 
I moved on. So the the concrete wasn't ghost related. That just no, added no, no, no. to it. It was ghost adjacent. Okay. We hope you've enjoyed yet another week in review. And now let's move on to some more pronunciation games. Or is it pronunciation games? And is it really a game? I mean, we're not really competing. Do you have to be competing for it to be a game? I guess not. It is kind of fun. And is golf a game? Or is it a sport? Or can it be both? Anyways. So speaking of pronunciations, we've been doing this for the few weeks now uh, as far as how to say different words and how to pronounce different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got a tweet from John Miller that had a map and an article of how 24 different regions in America pronounce things differently. So I think people are interested in how different words are pronounced differently in different areas of the country. And with people moving around a lot more than they used to, you get a lot of that crossover and and mix. Like, um, Like we've said before, you know, we've lived, we've both lived in different parts of the country. And so when we took that first quiz on this, uh, it had us, it had you in like a larger region and it basically had me all over the United States. Um, so, uh, we'll tweet that out or you can look at that in the speak tangents, um, Twitter feed and it'll have the, uh, the map in there someplace. Um, but it was an interesting article. I read the first, first part of it. So thanks John for sending that. Yeah. Thanks for sending. It is interesting. And, yeah. um, I don't know if that's the same, if that came from that same quiz that, that we took, but I believe that when we took we took a shortened version of the New York Times quiz, and I believe it came from that same website that, you, uh, okay. that the map came from. Yeah, it was uh, businessinsider.com was this article. Yeah, I think that's where the shortened quiz that we took came from, too. But it was oh, all cool. it looked like it was derived from the New York Times. So, nice. yes, I do think people are interested. And so do you have any words this week? Uh, I have one and then one that's sort of kind of tangentially related, which, you know, we well, never do anything perfect. like that. No. So, yeah. Um, the the one that gets me, and this is more of a complaint than a pronunciation, uh-huh. is when you say the word anyway, like if you're going to say anyway, or, you know, to kind of change the flow of the conversation, or anyway, see you later, that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever heard anybody put an S on the end of that? Absolutely, yes. So that anyways, eh, that one doesn't bother me so much, uh-huh. um, but I can see where it would get on people's nerves because... The one that gets on my nerves is when people put S's on uh, proper nouns, like names of places, like Walmart. When people say Walmarts, which is a very common thing in the South for some reason. Wait. People say, I'm going to Walmarts Uh or I'm going to Targets. Oh, I've not heard that before. Really? No. Oh, it, 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 it really jumps out at me every time I hear that, and it just makes me go... You realize there's not an S on the end of that, right? I mean, I mean, and I do things like that too. I know yeah. that it probably annoys people. So if you hear like insurance, uh, my stepfather actually, um, you know, the restaurant chain Panera Bread. Yeah, he always calls that either Panera's bread, let's go to Panera's bread, or <laughs> let's go to Panera's breads. <laughs> so it's the exact same thing. It's yeah. it's and it for some reason it happens with names of businesses. A lot around here, and I don't, I don't know where that comes from. If somebody has an idea of why that happens, because it's, it's not like a pocket of the country that does it. It's, it's widespread. I've heard it done in, a, you know, a lot of the areas that I've been to, but in particular in the South, it does. I, you hear that a lot. Did you yeah. have any for this week? 
I have some, and this one is more, you remember how I like the word sneaker and kind of wish that I said it? Yes. Well, the word um, A-T-H-L-E-T-E, mm-hmm. um, I say athlete. I don't know how you say it. Athlete. But I kind of like it when people say athlete. Athlete, like putting the extra A in there. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> why. Cool. I heard somebody say it this week, and I thought, oh, that's I like that, athlete. That's an um, athlete. Yeah. And then I do have one more. All right. Another A word. This one, I've never actually heard anybody mispronounce this, but it's a kind of a joke in our family because it's so sophomoric. So the the word is A-R-T-I-S-A-N-A-L. Let's see. Artisanal. Right. That's how... It's supposed to be pronounced, and that's how. Or artisanal. Yes, artisanal or artisanal. I mm-hmm. I say artisanal, but mm-hmm. when we're when there's a group of family, namely my stepbrother, it's artist anal. <laughs> <laughs> and we we do it on purpose. We'll say, um, I'm going to make some artist anal bread now. And <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and I told you it's sophomoric, but it it makes makes us laugh. So it makes oh, that's us happy. Funny. Yeah, obviously made me laugh too. <laughs> yeah, um, but I've never actually heard anyone seriously pronounce it that way. No, no. But you know what? I guarantee you, somebody out there has said it that way. Just reading it, right? They've yep. read it and read it that way. Sounding it out. Speaking of that, do you remember Trans Am's in the eighties? Sure. In the late seventies, early eighties, you know, big, you know. Smoking the Bandit. Smoky the Bandit, know, yeah. Time. So they were popular, especially in the you know south and you know mid part of the country where I was growing up at the time. And they used to have ones that had Trans Am written on the side of the car. Yes. Like on the lower half, like on the fender skirt. Uh-huh. I, I used remember. to read that and think it was called a Trans Am AM. Because <laughs> for some reason in my head, it was split into two words, and I thought the first word was just Trans I just always read it as Trans Am. And it cracks me up now, even to this day. I mean, I was like, you know, seven, eight, nine yeah, years yeah. old. But I can remember specifically going, hey, that's a Trans Am AM. And my dad going, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so As that, that just reminded me. As opposed to a of, Trans Am PM. Yeah, which, you know, makes you sleepy. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I've never <laughs> thought of that before when I've well, seen those Trans Ams written on the bottom. Yeah, that's just a dumb kid thing that I did. It's charming. Or, you know, it's. it's when you said when you said athlete though it did remind me adding an extra a in there and an extra like syllable into a word uh-huh. is when people say nuclear instead of nuclear. Um, let me think about that word. N u c l e a r. Yeah, I think I say nuclear. Really? I do. Let me let me try and say it the way you nuclear, nuclear. Yeah. So say like put it in a sentence like that plant runs on nuclear power. That plant runs on nuclear power. No, you do. Yeah. So why that... can't I say athlete? You can. <laughs> you can even say sneaker if you want to. <laughs> uh, I do. I do. I put an extra syllable on there. Nuclear. Cool. See, so you're you're doing cool stuff and not even knowing it. Yes, I'm breaking all laws of English, which would disappoint my father, my mother, and my brother, who are all English majors. So they don't approve of artist anal? Oh, they, well, yes, they think that's funny. Okay. And they've never called me out for saying nuclear. 
one other thing that came up with along the lines of this this week was I got into um, a Twitter discussion with Shad, who writes all the haikus. Yes. About is fire one or two syllables? I've never thought of that. Um, well, leave it to me to come up with something like that. <laughs> well, if if you look at the word, if you, I think it's two syllables. I pronounce it fire. Mm-hmm. See, I would say one just because, and this is a dumb reason, but it's a short word. Well, that's what I was going to say too, but that doesn't really, what about U-N-D-O? Or U-N, yeah, U-N-D-O, undo. That's two syllables, same amount undo. of letters. Yeah. Hmm. But it's not, it's not fiery. No. Fire. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I found out. Shad tweeted me um, a link to how many syllables does this have dot com or something like that. If you search for how many syllables does this have and put the word in there, it'll pull up that, this website. That's really a website. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, everything is a website. Yes, true. <laughs> it's, it's it's the internet in 2016, whether you want it or not. Um, Correct. So this thing said that fire is one syllable. Okay. And so I'm like, okay. And so I decided to look it up in the dictionary. I looked it up on, uh, I believe it was Merriam-Webster.com or one of those. One of the, you know, Wait a minute, I've heard of it before dictionary. Wait a minute, you looked it up? What are you yes. doing? Yes. Hey, well, I mean, I had to I had to know. Yeah, I understand. I, sh- I, sh- I should have went with, you know, what syllable is this? How many syllables does this have.com? But, you know, so yeah. I looked it up and it said fire can be one or two syllables. Oh, really? So does Which it, is unusual. Well, right. Does it say depending on the region in which you grew up? Um, it actually mentioned that in one of the descriptions, like one of the um, the informational paragraphs said, different regions of the country say this with two syllables, and or some regions in the country say this with two syllables, and some say it with one. Inter- well, interesting, because I think of the folks that say one syllable, I think of that as being Southern, like fa. Far. Far. Yeah. yeah, totally. So I guess we... Should I ask others if they think fire is one or two syllables, or did you have more? Did you did you well, did you come I think up I'm, with a determination? I would love to hear from other people what they think, or you know, and with reasoning to back it up, um, with you know, evidence. Don't yeah, don't come at me it, with no evidence. Yeah, it just can't be because you think so. We need documented <laughs> <Yeah>. evidence. <laughs> so so my evidence, my um, my supporting documentation is uh, the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Okay. And if you look up pretty much any live concert where he's sing he's singing fire. That's true. So hey. It, it well he, you, But the boss says too, so I gotta go too. The boss has the final say. But then, I mean, you do have Shad who is the expert on haikus. Yeah, so saying one. So So did you maybe write a haiku? It's an unanswered question. I did write a haiku. And of course, one of the sentences was, does fire have one syllable? Yeah. So. <laughs> so we Which, don't still, we still don't know if the haiku is correct or incorrect. No. The number of syllables in fire determines whether my haiku is actually a haiku or a made up Just poem. words. Yeah. Yeah. Just words. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, I think we have to side with the boss on this. I'll go with that. This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should end what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you, it's a quiz. So we did a quiz last week that was a bonus episode. Uh, for anybody who hasn't heard that, uh, it was um, 
It's about an hour long with some audio clips of great guitar solos, which, I mean, that was my choice for the for yep. that week. Yep, and you, you rocked it. Well, I, I could have done better and actually, you know, got, you know, Claire uh, gave me a hard time for missing Jethro Tull, and, you know, Jen gave us both hard times for, you know, missing some here and there, and... Um, I think Patrick was talking about something about um, it's the Who or or Bohemian Rhapsody or yeah. Queen or he was yelling about one of those. Um, but did we get any more feedback? Oh yeah, um, on I Twitter took about a, the quiz. I took a, the brunt of the um, taunting and well deserved. Um, well, no, because people what people need to understand is that was my choice of quiz because I know a lot about that stuff, yeah. <laughs> and you were you know gracious enough to go along with us on that first quiz on because we'd done quizzes before but this was this was more trivia and less you know are you like this where you know where are you from in the united states that kind of stuff this was more of a actual trivia knowledge kind of situation yeah and so and- i appreciate you going with that going with me on that and you know i thought you did really well well we're going to do a quiz that i chose this week but i perhaps didn't choose i didn't choose by how well I knew the material. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, actually, I did choose one by how well I knew the material. But when we get to cool. the name that tune portion of the quiz, it will be, you'll probably slaughter me again. And and uh, so bring out your tweets, people. People like name that tune. I think that's well established. Oh, yeah. And you're mm-hmm. sitting, I always do this when TK has a trivia, not just name that tune. I'm screaming the answer. And yeah. nobody gets it, and you're like, "What idiots!" Well, yeah. <laughs> now I'm on the other side of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you always hear, like, on these trivia shows, like especially on Jeopardy, you hear people say it's so different when you're actually on the show, and you know, it's the oh, pressure yeah. of it. And it, this is this is not Jeopardy, if no. you know anybody got that mixed up. But it's, <laughs> it's a situation of you know, it is a little more pressure when you know this is being recorded, and we're going to disseminate this to other people to hear and it's not just me in my car yelling but yeah. you know so yeah. hey but i am totally all for people you know coming at us on twitter uh challenge us if you have a quiz that you think that you would do re- really well at and you want to challenge us to take it please tweet it at us email us you know speaking in tangents podcast at gmail.com and we'll we'll definitely take a look at them and and because we want to keep doing these because i love the interaction on twitter with all of this yeah and we did get some uh new folks responding that the quiz spoke to them Cool. So we got Joe Maloney at Joe the ITO. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, if your goal was to get me to scream, won't get fooled again while driving down the Florida Turnpike, <laughs> mission accomplished. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. We should, I, I, I'll speak for myself. I should have known the name of that song. Obviously, I know that song. I just couldn't pull it from that section for some reason. Uh, yeah, I didn't know the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Andrew Veer at E N S W A N. Mm-hmm. And he tweeted us from uh, Amsterdam, and he oh he international said, yeah pin him right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, love the quiz although I was screaming Queen which got me some looks on the bus to Amsterdam <laughs> which we approve of mm-hmm. um, in fact speaking of Queen I, I that was the one that I got razzed about the most but I'd oh, like Bohemian to say Rhapsody. I'd like to say that I actually got it. Yeah, you did. I didn't even give you a hint on that one. No, but Brad Weiss texted me and he said something like, I'm dead to him. (laughs) (laughs) Because we actually did Bohemian Rhapsody as a jingle. And I, like I said last week, it's one of my favorite songs ever. Um, (laughs) It was 10 seconds of clip. There's a little added pressure. And 
I Yeah, that song's like eight minutes long. Yeah. So anyway. It goes all over the place. I don't think I'll ever get it wrong again. And then um, now, now you know what you're doing. You're challenging me to come up with if I if I put together a quiz in the future that's rock music, I'll have to sneak one in there that is some random eight seconds of that song that, that are the least that's the least recognizable to try to trick you. Yes, that's fine. Do it. <laughs> You've set that up. Yep, I set that up. So this week we're gonna do uh, 80s themes. Oh, cool. So both of us, I know that we both really like the movie Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. It's a day off. And uh, so we're going to do a quiz about that. That's not named that tune. That's a, it's, a, it's a multiple choice, but it should go fairly quickly. Okay. Famous last words of speaking of tangents. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then we'll do a movie that I love that you've seen. But quite frankly, if I don't beat you at this quiz, there may be no hope for me. <laughs> and that is Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. So we'll do Beverly Hills Cop first, and then we'll do Ferris, and then we'll go into a name that tune of the 80s music. Oh, very good. So it'll be like last week where it's a 10-second clip, and we'll have to write down our answers, and then we'll have to look it up at the end. Okay. Um, We'll do the movie ones first? The movie ones are multiple choice, and the other one is just name that tune, no multiple choice. All right. Uh, The 80s music one, 80s music is tough for me because... Again, well, I don't know why I selected it, but I, <laughs> I, I, I like eighties music. It's all, it's all, they all kind of sound the same. But to, in order yeah, to in identify bands, especially obscure bands, we'll see how this goes. Okay, and we're going to go by the rule of um, on the audio one. If you know it, say you know it. Yes. And then give the other person at least a chance. To right. Answer. Don't just scream okay. out the answer. Cool. Okay, so we'll on to Beverly Hills Cop. So hopefully somebody out there has watched Beverly Hills Cop. Um, I don't know that anybody is a bigger fan of that movie than me, so I could be wow, wrong. Wow, okay. Well, I've seen it several times. You know, I like it a lot. What I could tell you about Beverly Hills Cop right now is that Eddie Murphy's in it, and he goes from, I think, Detroit to Beverly Hills. <laughs> I can't tell you anything about the rest of the plot or anything else. Okay, well, then you might have an advantage here on this first question. Number one. Axel is a reckless police detective detective from, if you know the answer, just tell me. Um, Detroit. Yes, I would say Detroit as well. Okay. Um, who is Axel's childhood friend? Todd, Mikey, or Ralph? Todd sounds familiar, but I'm going to say I think that's somebody else in the movie. Mikey sounds familiar too. I'm okay. saying Mikey. All right. Um, I know the the answer, so should I just tell you or should I wait till the end? Uh, let's wait till the end because it doesn't tell us as we go on. Right. Okay. Foley tells his boss he is taking blank to head to Beverly Hills to solve a crime. A, a leave of absence. B, sick days. C, vacation time. Um, this would be a total guess uh, for me. I'll say vacation time. Yeah, I think that is, I think that's, that's what I picked too. It's either vacation okay. time or sick leave. I think it's vacation all right. What does Axel find in Maitland's warehouse? Boxes, corn, or coffee grounds? Um, I think boxes is too obvious, so I'm going to narrow it down to corn or coffee grounds, and I'm going to say coffee. Okay. Okay, who is the police chief? Packard, Mifflin, or Hubbard? This would be the Los Angeles chief? 
or the Detroit chief. I think I'm going to say Los Angeles. I'm going to say Packard. Just guessing. Okay. Next one. What is Victor Maitland smuggling? Drugs from Mexico? Bearer bonds? Priceless art? Mm. Bearer bonds. Just guessing. Okay. Next one. How does Axel disable the undercover cop car? With a sandwich? Um, you know I the know answer? Okay. Yeah, banana and tailpipe. Bana- You're not going to fall for the banana and the tailpipe? Yeah, there uh, you go. Oh, that's the next question. You knew it. Yeah, and we're not going to fall for a blank in the blank. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that's a, yeah, a, that's well. If you know the one before that, then you got to know this one, right? right? Dumb question. Yeah, banana and a tailpipe. After Maitland shoots and injures Foley, he uses blank as a shield. Jenny, a fruit bowl, a pencil. Fruit bowl, I guess. Okay. Foley disguises himself as a. Floor, flower deliverer, telegram deliverer, pizza delivery boy. Um, flowers, I guess. Okay, now hit, hit uh, results. Okay, it's calculating. Hundred percent. Boom! Are you kidding me? So did I. But awesome. You, you and I had different though. answers. What? You said fruit bowl, right? Yeah, I clicked fruit bowl. And I clicked Jenny. <laughs> Are you kidding? No. And then there was one other question that you had a different answer. And I picked, you said bearer bonds. I said uh, drugs from Mexico. And it's saying that we had 100%. So I don't really know. What the- in the world? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm serious, 100%. I believe I clicked, you. I clicked bearer bonds and fruit bowls. Yeah, and then, I, I, and I was totally guessing on those. Um, I think Jenny Summers was the one that he shielded with, and I he was bearer bonds and drugs. I think he was he was. Ah, um, uh, okay. So that was a bad question. So anyway, we both got a hundred percent, proving yet again that I cannot beat Jason Fuse. <laughs> Even when you're perfect. Even when I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> By some miraculous. Crazy internet thing. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? All right. Let's go to Ferris. All right. Let me close this. All right. I got the Ferris link. You I, ready? I think most people are going to be uh, more um, familiar with Ferris Bueller's Day Off than ever. I am certainly more familiar with it, but then again, I, I will probably blow it now that I say that. I doubt it. What did Mr. Rooney leave on the kitchen floor? His keys, his shoe, his wallet, or his glasses? Wallet. I agree. How much mileage was on the car when they got the car back? Now, before you answer... I have a question about this. I do, too. Because I'm looking at the multiple choice. Go ahead and read the multiple choice, and then we'll talk about it. 3,018, 3,017, 128, or 1,433. I don't think my, any of these are right. My question is, is it, is it extra mileage that was added, or is this the actual odometer reading... Oh. Total. Or is it like extra miles that were added since they first checked it? I think it means when they got the car back from the valet. Mm-hmm. Right. That they... Uh, that the valet... That the total mileage was... Because there's two in the 3,000s that I would say is one of the answers, if it's yes. the total mileage. Yes. Or how many miles are they going to have to take off of the car? 
that was added. Oh. When they look at it and we're like, oh, this is way more than we thought we would have that would be added on here. I think it's if, it's the total mileage. Okay. Hmm. If because if it's if it's total mileage, I'm saying one of the three thousands. Yeah, like that's 3, what I. Three thousand eighteen or seventeen. I'm gonna choose three thousand seventeen. Okay. Um, but if it's the like extra miles that the valet added, it's one twenty eight. Okay. Well, we'll see what the answer is. All right. I'll say one twenty eight if you say the other one. Okay. Because then we'll then we'll know for sure. But I some of the these would will this give us the answer at the end? Do you think? I th- yeah, I think so. It better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think any of those are right. I I kind of agree with you. I'll explain it later. <laughs> okay. Question three. Simone is a senior in high school. True or false? False. False. She was a junior, right? Correct. Number four. How many times does Ferris see his dad in Chicago? One, two, three, or four? Yeah. Well, I'm um, sorry. One, two, three, or four. I'm going to say once in the car with the newspaper. Yep. Um, in the taxi. Once at the restaurant. Once at the restaurant. And I think he sees him one more time. Coming home. Well, that's not technically in Chicago. True. So that's going to be how specific they are. And his dad um, almost sees him at on work. TV. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with two. I'm saying two for specifically. In Chicago. Cause, yeah, because Ferris doesn't really see his dad. When, obviously, when he's on TV at the game, he doesn't see his you know, or is that Rooney that's looking at the TV? Rooney's looking at the TV, but his dad okay. is working in his office when the parade goes by. Oh, and yeah. And he turns around just at the wrong time when Ferris is singing. Right, but I don't think Ferris actually sees no, him. No, I don't think so. I'm going to go I would, with two. I would, yeah, I am too. Number five, who saw Simone changing? Ferris, uh, Jeannie, Mr. Rooney, or Cameron? I'm, Cameron. Uh, it's Cameron. Mm-hmm. This is after the swimming pool, right? Yes. Yeah. Ferris pretends to be Simone's dad, true or false? That is 100% true. That is 100% true and creepy. <laughs> yeah. Did you, I, I, know, I know a trivia question about that. Okay. Did you know that they slowed that kiss down in post-production to make it creepier? I did not know. They put it in slow know. motion no, to I, make it seem like it lasted a lot longer? No. Because it didn't, didn't seem as overtly creepy when Rooney thought it was her kissing her dad because it was originally just real quick and they got in the car and took off. No, I didn't know that, but that makes sense mm-hmm. now because it did seem to last a long time. That was like on a DVD commentary or something I saw at one point. Oh, those are great. Yeah, I like those. I wish they did those more still now. I know. Okay, who did a girl say Ferris Bueller should give his eyes to if he were ever dead? What a, what a silly question, if he were ever dead. Well, <laughs> you know what? We all go. <laughs> anyway, A, Michael Jackson, B, Elvis Presley, C, John Stamos, D, Stevie Wonder. I'm going to say Stevie Wonder. Absolutely, it's yeah. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Uh, list the people as they appear in the movie now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so... What it, kind of question is this? Mr. Rooney, Cameron, Ferris' parents, Ferris, Simone, Jeannie, and the office secretary. Wait a minute. So who Simone? do you... Simone? Who do you see first? Wait a minute. I have a, I have a, I have a question about the questions on this quiz. Okay. <laughs> the girl's name is not Simone, unless I'm thinking of it wrong. Her name is Sloane. <laughs> That's true. It's Sloane Peterson. We know more about the quiz, the material than the person who wrote the quiz. Yeah, that is so true. There are two previous questions about Simone, and I didn't catch it until right now when you I, said that. So let's yeah, just let's go with Sloane. 
Sure. I'm saying Sloan from now on because that's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. So putting these in order, like how who appears in the movie first? Yeah. Oh, this could be. So I'm going to put Ferris first. I don't think he's first. Well, it's either Ferris or Ferris' parents. And it doesn't say who speaks first. So my guess is that uh, maybe we see Ferris in bed first, and then it goes to Ferris' parents. Um, and then I think it goes to Jeannie. The sister comes in and is like, oh, what is this? Oh, great. Okay. So he gets to stay home. Okay. <laughs> and then I think Ferris uh, calls Cam and says, you're going to stay home today. And then okay. I think Mr. Rooney, uh, Cameron calls the principal and pretends to be George Peterson and says that he, Ferris is staying home. I mean, Sloan is staying, needs to Sloan. be excused maybe. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think it's Mr. Rooney. And then we see Grace, the office secretary. Okay. Spelled office, O-F-I-C-E. Yes. This and is then not... I think we see Sloan. <laughs> this quiz is killing me. Okay, I'm going to go Ferris, Parents, Jeannie, Ferris, Cameron, Secretary, Grace, uh, Mr. Rooney, Simone, and Sloan. I almost said Simone because I was reading <laughs> I'm going So I've got uh, C-F-D-B-G-A-E. Okay. But this is a guess. This is a ridiculous question. It is. It's crazy. You really have to know the movie to know that. How many days has Ferris been sick and how many days did he change it to? I definitely know the answer to this. Uh, but I'm uh, sick nine times, changed twice. Sick six times, changed three. Sick eleven times, changed five. Sick three times, changed zero. It's nine to two. Yes, he has Absolutely. missed nine days. Nine times. Nine, nine times. times. Yeah. Number ten. When Ferris sings in front of the whole city, who does he dedicate the first song to? Sloan, Cameron, Mr. Rooney, or Jeannie? Cameron. Yeah, I think it was Cameron. I think so. How many kids were there in the chain of kids holding hands at the museum? Are you kidding me? This is crazy. Um, well, Are if, you kidding me? <laughs> I can on. see the kids. I can see them. I can't think of the question. The answers are 33, 5, 22, or 19. I can't see it being more than 22. I can see it being more than 5, though. Uh, I think it's 19. All right. I'll go with 22. All right, that's the end. Would have been a, what would have been a better question there to this quiz writer is what was the name of the painting? Yes, and who painted it that Cameron stares into? Mm-hmm. Do you know? I think it's Surratt or it's S E A something is the guy who painted it. It's his last name. You probably know this. And the painting is like Sunday afternoon in the something something yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, the little kid and his mom. Yeah, in the park. Yeah, something like that, or on the island or something. Pointillism, by the way. What? That's the technique that's used to paint that painting. Oh, not heard of that. Yeah. It's just a bunch of little dots that make up stuff as you get back. Oh, like pixels. Yes. Okay, submit your answers. You ready? Submit my answers. Watch us both get 100%. I did not get 100%. Boom, I got 100%. Are you kidding me? Okay, so the answer according to number two is 3,017. Now, here's what I think is wrong with that. I think that the car had 126 miles on it to start with. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that the final mileage was 301. 
because I think you're right. I remember a song when they when they found out the mileage and they were trying to reverse it or or they were looking at the mileage. I think it said 301 cuz then there was this song like in the background you could hear somebody really deep going 301. I think you're right. And so I think that's incorrect. Mhm. Uh, um, yes, I agree that that's that's incorrect. The only other one I missed were the only two other two I missed were um list the people in order that they appeared, which is a ridiculous question. I'm going to just say that. I got that one. Ferris, Ferris, Parents, Jeannie, Cameron, Mr. Rooney, the office secretary, and Simone. Pretty good. Uh, (laughs) My dog Wrigley is excited about something. And the answer that museum was a total guess on my part, 22. That was a dumb question, too. Who's going to sit there and count kids in a museum when they're watching a movie? I'm taking this quiz under protest. (laughs) Under protest. They could have asked what team was playing the Cubs when they went to the game. Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't know if I would get that. I I only know it for one reason. Oh, it's the White Sox. Braves. Oh, Braves, yeah. And he's in that bar and he says, "Um, who's winning? Yeah. What's the score? Zero, zero. Who's winning? Who's winning, yeah. Uh, the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we both, it's established that we both know Ferris Bueller. It's established that we both absolutely know Beverly Hills Cop, scoring 100% each with, yeah, quiz, with would, questions that we answered differently. Yeah, I would say, yeah, that, that's ridiculous. I would also say that I know Ferris Bueller better than the person who wrote this quiz. Well, uh, yes, because you picked out Sloan. And if I'm correct, I picked out 301. Yes. Maybe we should be writing quizzes instead of taking them. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe we should maybe we should figure out a way to write a quiz. If somebody on Twitter that listens to the podcast thinks, hey, you know, I'd be really good at answering questions about this, we could pit two people against each other and we could write a quiz. Yes, or they could, could write a quiz sometime. for us. If we could say, oh, yeah. you know what, good I'm point. really good at guitar solos, and then they could come yeah. up with different guitar solos. That would be cool with me. Or maybe not for me. (laughs) Okay, speaking of name that tune type things, should we get into the 80s music? Sure. Quiz. I got to find this. So here it is. And this will be supposed to be a 10 second clip. Um, And we can, you know, say I know it like like we talked about. Sure. And uh, just see how it goes. All right. Okay, you ready? I am ready. First one. I definitely know this. It sounds Madonna-ish. Um, is it Holiday? That's what I would say, yes, Madonna Holiday. Okay, now, and so for this one, we're going to actually have to write down our answers. Yes. I'm going to type them in. We should establish a rule. Do we get credit? Do we have to know the name of the band and the title? Or can we just get one and call it a credit? Oh, you get points for the song. Okay. I say you get points for the song and or points for the band. Okay. If you know the artist, if we get it right. I'm going to say Holiday Madonna. And if, well, we could say if you get both right, you get two points. We could. Make this real interesting. We can do that. Because I'm much more likely to guess, okay, this sounds like this particular artist than to know the actual name of the song on these. 
I'm not going to make any promises that if I know something that you don't, that I can come up with where I was when I first heard it <laughs> and who plays guitar. But I I'm may probably be not able- going to know that on these either. I may be able to help with any hints. Okay. That's wishful awesome. thinking. Okay, you ready for number two? All right. I know this. Yeah. Um, now I just need to think about it. Um, it's going to take a little time. Yep. Uh, da, 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 da. little time to think things over. Uh-huh. Um, you need to read between the lines. <laughs> so I'll know better when... I did a jingle to this song, by the way. Did you? So, uh-huh. um... I can hear the chorus now. Okay. Do you want me to give you a hint at the name of... I can tell you the band that this guy is famous for singing in. Okay. This is, I think... I think this is one of his solo songs. Okay. He was in Foreigner. Oh. This is a solo song? Foreigner? I I thought this was one of his solo songs. This may be Foreigner. I... This is right about around the time that he started doing some solo stuff. Um, this could be one of the band songs, and I'm totally messing it up. And if that's the case, then it's Foreigner. I don't think I know who the lead singer of Foreigner is. Lou Graham. Yeah, I would have never got that. All right. Um, do you know the name of the song? Get to the, get, Work through it. You'll get to the chorus. In my life, there's been heartache and pain. I don't I want to know, know what love is. Fade. There you go. That's Foreigner. I would be well, that, surprised if I if that's not foreigner. All right, so I want to know. As we're, we're thinking, I want to know. I, I mean, I know this is what it is. What love is? Love is. Foreigner. And you're going with foreigner. You're going with the dude's name. Um, I'll go with foreigner. Okay. I think you're probably right because I, if I could spell foreigner. <laughs> all right. Next one. All right. Yep. All right. I know what this is. Obviously. Okay, um, that is Annie Lennox. I mean, sorry, the Eurythmics. There you go. And um, you did these, a jingle to these, this, right? Uh, yeah, I want to say emails have come to this, but yeah, <laughs> emails uh, have come to uh, this. The dreams. Um, yep, some kind of dreams. What kind of dreams? Not nightmares, but sweet dreams. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You are not supposed to be <laughs> the one giving me hints <laughs> on this one. Well, I'm sure we'll get to some in a minute where I want to. Have, I thought, you know, I want to know what love is, is Lou Graham. So, yeah, well, you might Which, I mean, right. that is him singing. Uh, next. Ready? Yep. I know this song, but mm-hmm. I cannot think of who it is or what the name of it is. Da, 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 da. Is that it? I really I can't even come up with a guess. No. Me either. Oh, is it um is it Peter Gabriel? <laughs> probably. It's probably gonna, Peter Gabriel. I, I'm gonna guess Peter Gabriel um as the artist. I could I can't come up with an even a name of a song that is a Peter Gabriel song that I you know I mean because I mean I could name Peter Gabriel songs, but I can't think of one that I'll just guess Peter Gabriel too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, next. All right. 
All right, I definitely know what this is. This is, uh, I, yes, I do too. Um, should I just say the name of the song? Sure. I know it, what it is. Isn't it I Can't Dance? Yep. By now, who? is this, uh, it's either Phil mm-hmm. Collins? Yep. Yes. Okay. It's not, well, it's that's not, Phil Collins singing, it's but it's not, not Genesis. It is Genesis. It is Genesis. Okay. Yes. It's not, uh, the, not when he went out on solo. Nope, this is actually okay. Phil Collins. This is when he came back, I think, and did something with him. Okay. I remember that video. I kind of do, too. Oh, by the way, I, I I think I've said this before, but that's Mike. The guy, yes. guitar player is is the guy from Mike and Mechanics. Okay. He, yep. he is the Mike in Mike and Mechanics. I checked that out after I said that a while ago. And you got that, huh? Yeah. All right, so you not even Not in the quiz, but I, I guess I don't get credit for that. No. <laughs> All right, next. I, know I 100% that one. know this. Yeah. Yes. Um, I believe this is White Snake. You are correct. Um, now I'm getting it confused with I, I want to know. know where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, it's not I want to know what love is, which is uh, what I'm getting it confused with since no. we had that for number two. Um, this is off of their, I think, 1986 or 87 Here I go album. again on my own. There you go, White Snake. David Coverdale singing. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, this is on a cassette that I, I that I played so much that it wore the. I wore out two basically two cassettes. I, I bought this thing three times. This album. White Snake, huh? I was big on white on this album particularly in the mid late 80s, whenever it was. And then, you know, Appetite for Destruction came out, and I went, Pfft. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it for that, for Whitesnake. Is it Slash? <laughs> no, but at some point, Steve Vai played uh, guitar in Whitesnake. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, all this information. Which I was surprised to not him. I was surprised that he wasn't in the great guitar solos uh, quiz from last week at some point. Yeah. I I wasn't surprised since I don't know who he is, but... Oh, he play, he's a solo guy, but he also, he he was in David Lee Roth's band in the late 80s. What's his name? Steve Vai. He you, started out with Frank Zappa in the 70s. How do you spell his last name? V-I? V-A-I. Okay. One of the all-time great guitar, like, acrobatic craziness. Have you ever seen the movie Crossroads? Not the Britney Spears one. Um, no. But the one with uh, Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio? No, I don't think I have. Movie not that great, but the ending... Um, they go and basically play a, a guitar duel in, you know, hell, which sounds crazy, <laughs> but it's a, and uh, Ralph Macchio is a, like a, a, a classically trained guitarist. And anyway, they have like, and it's Steve Vai is the guitarist who's doing the like crazy acrobatic stuff on the guitar at the end of that movie. And Steve Vai's actually playing the part that Ralph Macchio pretends to play. Oh, uh-huh. Um, and so it's, it's, that part is on YouTube, I'm sure. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's interesting if anybody's never seen it. Well, Steve Vai, now that you mention the name, that name mm-hmm. sounds familiar, but I would have never picked that out of a hat. I mean, I would have never picked that out in a million years. Yeah, he he did he actually didn't play on that White Snake album. He played on um some of the later White Snake stuff. And again, you're the one that's giving the additional information on a <laughs> well, quiz that I chose. <laughs> well, it's music. It's what I do. I mean, I know. I know. All right. Next? Yeah. All right, definitely know what this is. I got a bunch of information about this one, too. This is Bangles Manic Monday. Correct. And Written by who? Prince. 
very good. Thank you. I'm that's, anybody out there who wants to give you a hard time can shut up because yeah. that's a good pull right there. Um, I did this as a jingle. Oh, I didn't know that. Pants off Monday. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. By the way, Ukulele. Susanna Hoffs. Ukulele. Susanna Hoffs, highly underrated. Is she the lead singer? Uh, yeah, she's the main. She's like the guitar, the main person. They kind of all rotate around. Um, definitely underrated since I did not know that was her name. Yeah, girlfriend of Prince at one time. That's why he gave oh. her this song. Cool. We should just take these quizzes so we can hear your uh, knowledge. My random yes. bunch of junk that is useless. Bunch of yeah. random nonsense for your ears. Oh, I'm sure that they, well, who would ever want to listen to that? <laughs> I'm sure that there are people out there listening that know much more about this stuff than I do. So, you know, let, let us hear about it on Twitter. I'm sure there's, and if I say something wrong, definitely, because who knows? Like, I think uh, John Fitzpatrick sent me a message that said that it was the actually the drummer um, from Derek and the Dominoes who did the piano coda on the end yes. of um, Layla. Yes. And not some guy in the studio or indoor roadie, as I think I said. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so see? I kind of mixed that up a little bit. Send us so those definitely corrections. Correct yeah. Uh, let me write this one down because I didn't type this one down. Okay. Manic Monday. All right. I mean, that's 100% what that is. So. Ready? Uh, song eight. Yep. I think I know this just by the chord that came in at the end. Ooh. Because um, otherwise it's just a drumbeat. It's a drumbeat. I didn't hear any chord that came on in the end. It's very, it's like the first faint like bass note that came in at the very end. You know what? I'm going to go out on a big limb here and say this is mm -hmm. Sean Penn, his brother. Sean Penn's brother. Chris Penn? Chris Penn. The actor from Footloose? Yes, he had one song. He had a, song. albums? He had one oh. song. See, I didn't know that. That's uh, kind of like a Patrick Swayze situation. Yes, and I can't think of the name of it right now. What's right. What's I, your guess? I'm going to say this is Wishing Well by Terrence oh, Trent. Oh, you're, you're totally right. I, I, that's a total guess right there. It is, it's got to be Wishing Well. I love that song, too. Yeah, that's a great song. Again, that, with that's the one intros though. I need longer than ten seconds with some of these. Yeah, songs. that that's that one. That one's the hardest one that I've feel like I may actually have right. Nice work. I think you're that, probably. It's, right. it's that last chord. It's that last. It's that mm, that came in right at the very end that stuck in my head. Okay, next. Next. I know what this is for sure. Of course this, I know it. Um, this band was in the last, the guitar quiz that we took. Let me think about this. Da, da, da. Um, I guess I'll need a, I'll need a hint. <laughs> um, this, the way that you guessed this when we talked about it in the last quiz was I said they had a um, video on MTV. It was an animated Sting sang on the song. I don't remember you saying animated or Sting. Oh, Dire maybe Straits? But that's, yeah, it's Dire Straits. It is? Is, yeah. is it money for nothing? No, it's walk of life. Oh, oh, do the walk of life. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Okay, I got that one wrong. All right, let me type that one in. Although I did get dire straits. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> you can afford to give me that. 
<laughs> I'm doing better at this than I thought. You're definitely you're not doing better than I thought you'd do. Oh well, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yes. Right. Are we on number ten? Is that what this is? Is what mine says? This is number ten. Yep. All right. I definitely know this too. Go ahead and type in what I know this is. Um, I'm getting it confused now with the number two song we heard. Oh yeah, it is very similar. Now that you say that, I want it's similar to "I Want to Know What Love Is." Yeah. Have we already um, heard a song that starts out with "I Want to Take a Little Time"? Yes. Yeah, right? that's that's "I Want to Know What Love Is." Yeah, that's not see, this song. That's what's stuck in my head right now. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> okay. This song is sang by the guy who's not known in the band who's not known as being the lead singer on their other hits which happened more than you would than I realized like in the 70s and 80s okay. it happened frequently repeat that hint the lead the, the person who sings the lead on this song is not the normal lead singer and definitely not on their other hit songs that this band had okay is this a band that I would know oh 100% Hit number two in this video is the girl, the girlfriend of the lead singer, but not not the guy who's singing on this song, but the actual lead singer. And I think they got married. I think they're still married. She was a supermodel in the 80s. I can just hear people already screaming the answer. Okay, I'm going to... People are going to know this song. I'm going to rewind it and listen to it again. All right. Um, it's tough to get with no words. I'll give you that. But yeah. Well, you are getting her, it. Her name is Paulina Poroskova, is the girl, is the supermodel, All the right. girlfriend. See, I didn't have that in the back pocket. I don't know that name. Okay. I I, I grew up in the 80s. I'm a, I, was a bo- I, was a, I was a boy in the 80s. Right. And I, I know who Paulina Poroskova is. <laughs> I grew up in the 80s too, but I, I didn't know the supermodels. Uh, except for like... Cindy Crawford. Yeah. I think and she was... Nev bef- Campbell. This girl was before the... Because that was... They kind of like bled into the 90s and she was before them. She was super... She was worldwide famous though. And she was dating somebody in this band, which... Uh, she married him. And I think they're actually still married. It's one of those where two famous people get married and you don't really hear about them anymore because they actually stay together. Okay. Um, well, maybe what's the band? I mean, don't tell do me. me to but- tell you the, do you mean to tell you the singer's name? Yeah. What's the guy? The singer I can't of think the of guy. The actual, of this song. I can tell the, you the regular lead singer. Yeah, tell of the me band, the regular the lead singer. Rick Ocasek. <laughs> okay, I don't know that. Okay. Uh, they had a song. Um, they had a ton of videos on MTV. Um, they had. They were popular like before the like video era, and then they kind of became popular, like kind of went up another level during video when they had s- several different cool videos that were you know popular in the late eighties. Uh, I think I'll probably have to... The band name starts with The. The. Which I know doesn't help at all, but... Uh, and it's um, it's a... The name of the band is what you use to do the title of this song. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The name, The lyric in the chorus is, Who's Gonna Drive You Home Tonight? That's oh. like the key line. 
it does kind of sound like it's going to take a little time. Who's going sort of. to drive you home? Is that how? Is that the song? That's it. That is it. Uh, I don't think What's I... the name would, of the song? Here's what I was talking about before, where they all sound familiar, but I can't name the bands. Oh, yeah. Um, I, is that the name of the song? Who's going to drive you... Oh, The Cars. The Cars is correct. But okay. the name, the actual title of the song is in that lyric, but it's not that full lyric. Um... It's a single word. Home. Drive. There you go. Boom. Two points for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm rolling. We might as well All just right. go on to the next one. All right. Song 11. <laughs> I know this band. I don't know the name of the song. I don't know either. I'm going to guess that's The Cure. Okay. But the only Cure song I know is Friday I'm in Love, and that's not it. The only Cure song you know think. is that one? Yeah, I'm not a big Cure fan. Um, Well, it would appear that the only Cure song I know is that one because I can't think of any others. <laughs> and that might not even be The Cure. That just sounds like The Cure. Yeah, to me. you're right. I'm going to guess it, it does, The Cure. It does sound like them. And and I, I'm also going to guess The Cure. It had nothing to do with your guess. All right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Next. Next. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it play out, but yeah, we. Yeah, me too. I know this. Okay, go for it. Huey Lewis in the news, "Power of Love." There you go. Sports, sports. <laughs> what movie was this in? Uh. Um. It's at the beginning when he's riding a skateboard pulled behind a car. Back to the Future. Part yeah, there you go. Part two? No, first one. Okay. That's what... It might be in the second one. I know it's in the first one. Next. Next. I know this too. Me too. All right, we'll let it play out. Okay. That, that synth line right there is... Yes. Iconic. It is. In terms um, of 80s music. Is this West End Girls? Yes. By who? And I think this is the Pet Shop Boys. That is correct. Yes. I didn't need any clues on that, y'all. Yeah, you got... We're rolling now. <laughs> All Except right. Except we don't know the cure very well. No, we don't. Wait, All right, next. I'm sure somebody will let us have it for that. Oh. Well, and, and rightfully so. Yeah. Okay. Next. Next. Uh, I think I know this. No doubter. I, I think there's no doubt. I know there's that. no doubt at all. This is Guns N' Roses. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I know you're I'm kidding. I'm doing That's the same thing, people, like I did with Queen. This is most definitely Prince Purple Rain. Yes. 100%. One of the greatest songs ever. There you go. All right. Next. Next. I have a guess at this. Yep, I know what this is. That that the chord in there and the vocal right at the end give that away. So like the African jungle squeal? That's what yeah. it sounded like to me. Like Yeah, it's it's kinda like that. This is the intro to the song. There's like a but there's like a chord in there, like a bass note, and then 
somebody goes da da at the end that gives it away. Okay, I don't know it, but that sounds like something to me, like Tears for Fears. Uh, no. Okay, I don't. It's ha- a single dude. Uh, it's a it's a single artist name. Um, he was in the Commodores. I'm trying to give Elvis, you some more Elvis Elvis Costello. No. He wasn't in the Commodores. Who's in the Commodores? <laughs> the Commodores. They sang Brick House. <laughs> Well, what was Elvis or what was Elvis Costello in? He was in a band. Um, in the something, yeah, I can't remember. Honest, I'm mistake. also not a huge. I mean, I like Elvis Costello. I just never listened to a lot of his stuff. Yeah, honest mistake there. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, it's. I don't know this answer. This guy had tons of hits. Um, he's in commercials with Peyton Manning now, playing the piano for oh. Sunday. Um, Peyton on ticket. Sunday morning. Um, yes. Uh. uh the Simpson, uh, not Simpson. Um, he had that ridiculous bust clay f- made of him in that Richie, one video. Lionel that Richie. Makes you, yes. Yeah. Um, About the blind girl. Dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> Close. All night long. Oh, sure, sure. I get a point for Lionel Richie if we have it oh, right, yeah. which I think I, I, oh, you, that, you seem pretty. Is... Uh, you, you seem pretty. Um, Sure. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I knew. I I thought I knew when I heard the drums, but I definitely when he sang when he. When that bass note and that uh, vocal at the end came in, for sure. Okay. Definitely not Tears for Fears. No. <laughs> uh, Next. Uh, okay. Okay. Yes. Big time. All right. We're going to let it play out, but we both know All right. This. I'll let it play out. Neil Sean on guitar. <laughs> Steve Perry on vocals. <laughs> now this Three is, other guys that I don't know their names. This is one of the songs that you can't help but sing when you... Fr- first hear those first two chords whether you like yep. the band or not correct um this is don't stop believing journey yes can't spell believing <laughs> no. i don't think there's any question about that one okay ready yep Is this on the Les Mis soundtrack? I don't know. I, it does sound like a musical of some sort. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I don't know. My dogs are on edge today. <laughs> There's several bands in the 80s, like Bob Geldorf and, um, you know, Bronski Beat and all them that did stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But I could not tell you the name of that song or have a guess at an artist. Me either. Well, might as well just go on. Question mark. Question mark. Okay. Somebody's yelling it. You know that. Oh, sure. Somebody knows that. All right. Uh, next. World number 18, right? Yes. All right. I know this 100%. Okay. Yep. Um, Let this, it play out. Okay. I'll let it play out. This song has been... I think this is a... Okay. Maybe I am going to tell you the sampled song instead of the actual song. Okay. Um, I can tell you both. Okay, I, I'll go with the un- non-sampled one. That's right. probably the correct one. Um, All right. Is this the Thompson twins or the Thompson no. brothers or whatever? No. Okay. Close. Um, I'll go back to, I know this much is true. Um, mm-hmm. What's the name PM of PM Dawn. Yeah, PM Dawn. Mm-hmm. That's the, I think they sampled this song though, didn't they? Correct. They sampled that 
guitar riff, that lick right there. Right. So is are we asking for the PM Dawn song, or are we asking for the original? No, I think that was 90s, so if this is 80s, they're asking for the original. Okay, I, lo- I loved PM Dawn, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, they had they had a couple of like pretty cool songs I really liked. Yeah, they did. Um, so the original, is it called I Know This Much Is True? Uh, shrink that down to one word. True. Yes. Okay, so you know that helps me. Dis- the band is true? No, the band. The name of the song is true. Okay, the Simple Minds then, isn't it? Simple nope. Minds True. I'm trying to nope. see... It's a dance. It's a form of dance. The name of the band is a form of dance. It's got a form of the. It's got a yes in the name in their name. Uh, Foxtrot, the Foxtrotters. New. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I guess I can't get it from that clue. It's a Spandau Ballet. Oh sure, now I see it in front of me. Okay, well I got the. I got a point for true, and at least knowing. The sample of PM Dawn. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I'd actually forgotten that they did that, but when you said it, I was like, "Oh yeah, it was PM Dawn that did that." Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I didn't get the Spandau Ballet. Spandau Ballet. They did Gold. Oh, how's that go? Gold. Da na 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 na. Something like that is the chorus. I don't know the words. Oh. I just know Gold. <laughs> I don't know that one. This was their number one hit. This was like in movies and stuff. Yeah, the true one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next number nineteen. Next. All right. All right, I know what this, this is. This one's for sure. Um, All right. Well, wait a minute. Let me let it play out. Oh, it's different than what I thought it was. Me too. Okay, I do not know it, but what I thought it was definitely was Kokomo. Yeah, but it's gonna be. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. What the Beach Boys take it, or did they take it from the Beach Boys? I think Kokomo was after this song. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this is. Smooth Operator by Chardé. Uh, that's a good guess as any. That I didn't. I would never know that the singer's name of Smooth Operator, but S A D E is how you. I think they pronounce it Chardé, but it's S A D E. I'm. That's a guess. Um, I really thought it was Kokomo too when I heard that beat. So did I. Until the like synths and the you know saxophone came in. I think that's Smooth Operator. Okay. Well, I don't get any points for that. Chardé's good. I, she has some. She has a really cool voice. I don't think I've ever heard of that. All right. Well, that's another one to check out. All right. Next. Next. Okay. I know what this is. Oh, yeah. Let me listen to it all the way through. Yeah, because I almost said Kokomo last time. Uh, Well, so did I. Oh, that's all we're going to get. This is... Well... This is who you were guessing before. Yeah, Tears for Fears. Uh Uh-huh. I got to think about this because they had a couple of songs. Yep. This one was at the end of the movie Real Genius with Val Kilmer. Okay, well, I don't know that song. Or that show. It was a movie, yeah. Everybody Wants to Rule the World. There you go. Excellent. Two points for that one. Yes. If we're right, which I think we are. Okay, next. Oh, yeah, that, that, that is definitely... Tears for Fears? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 22, right? 21. Oh, 21, sorry. I think it's 21. All right. Yeah, you're right. 21. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Um, I mentioned okay. this song in the quiz last week. This it sounds like it sounds like something different until the very end, right? Uh, sorta. It that's the intro. That's the build up, and then it kicks into something. Yeah, else. Yeah, is it "Let's Dance"? Yes. Okay. By who? I mean, obviously, I shouldn't even ask that. Um. Well, you should because you're talking to me. 
<laughs> is it uh, the guy that this just passed one. away? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Not, I keep wanting to say Billy Idol, and I always get no. these two mixed up. He kind of did look like Billy Idol some in the 80s, especially when he was in that movie Labyrinth. Yeah, he just passed away. He's an icon. Yeah. I, I know yes. who he is. Gaga <laughs> did his tribute thing. This is a, this is another Bohemian Rhapsody yes, moment right it here. it is. Um, David Bowie. Yes. This is the one I mentioned Let's Dance last week when we were talking about Steve Ray Vaughan. Oh, that's who right. Who played guitar on that song. Yeah. And what, what this, the build-up to this, when I first heard it, I was thinking it was... Um, Twist and Shout by the Beatles. Yeah, it was kind of kind of similar uh, to that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Okay, next one. This sounds familiar. Yeah, I think I know this one. Is this okay? Is this Sail Away? By Christopher Cross? No. Sail away. Oh, you mean... Sail away. Sail away. Is that Enya? Is that Enya? Yeah. I think I think it's Inya. Okay. I was gonna guess. My guess was 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 Inya. So okay for the artist, but I would have never pulled the title. All right. Well, we'll see so, if that's correct. So you're gonna. I'm gonna say no to the title for me and Inya. I think it's Inya. It sounds Inya. Well, what, but the only other song I know by her is the only song title I know by her is Orinoco Flow. And I didn't know that one. Yeah. Um. So if and that's not it. I don't think. If we get points for that, I don't get points for Inya. I don't think I would have pulled that out. Yeah, I can't believe I thought when you said sail away that I... That's sailing. I meant, well, That's sailing. Yes, and what I was actually trying to say was, um, uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on the band name now. Tommy Shaw and uh, Mr. Roboto. Sticks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did sail away. Did they? Or is that sailing away? I can't even remember. Oh, the come sail away? Yeah. Come sail I don't know what the name of that is. And you didn't even mean that? You didn't even mean Christopher Cross? <laughs> no, I did after I said it. <laughs> yeah, funny. All Christopher right. Cross, that song was in a commercial recently that I saw, and that's what stuck Yes, in my it, head. it was. I know exactly what you're NFL talking about. NFL one, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, next. Next. Okay. Oh, no one's listening for sure. All right, here's one of those that I find familiar, but I mm-hmm. I need to listen to more of it. Um, the title on this one is tough. It's this is you know, um, it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how it keep from going under. That's that's what this is. Really, it's a rap song. It, oh yeah. Is this uh, Humpty Dumpty? Uh, <laughs> the hum- is it a nursery rhyme? No, no, <laughs> no the the Humpty Dance. No, I think that was 90s. Okay. This is earlier. This is the early 80s. <laughs> All right. Give me a hint on the band name um, or the rapper. How can I give you a hint? His The first name this guy goes by is almost like a title, sort of, like you would have in martial arts. Master P? Uh, higher than a master. Sensei? <laughs> Grandmaster. Oh, Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, I think this is Grandmaster Flash, The Message. Okay, well, we're going to have Luke Overby or Rob Berg yelling at us. Oh, yeah, Rob is going to kill me for this. All right, I, I don't, I wouldn't have gotten that. I, I, that's, that would be my right. guess is, that's what I'm typing in, is on my sheet here, and I'm keeping track, is Grandmaster Flash, The Message. Okay. Uh, and 24 right now, right? Yep. 
I know this one. I think this is... I think I alluded to this last time, earlier in this quiz. Okay. Um, is this... Um, do you want me to say if I don't know? If I'm just guessing. Do you want me to guess? Or yeah, you want to go say ahead. It? Is this Thompson Twins, Hold Me Now? Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. I, that was... I pulled that one out with like that last chord. I was like, that sound, that piano sounds yeah. like that song. Thompson right. Twins was actually a th- group of three, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah. I would have never guessed that if you hadn't said Thompson Twins before, though. So that kind of stuck in my head. So. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so you're giving me hints and you didn't even know it. Yeah. All right, next. Next. All right, I know what this is. What? They had a hit. They had some hits going into the nineties too. Okay, um, is it B fifty twos? That is correct. All right, it sounded like the B fifty twos people, but I can't. I don't think it's Love Shack. I don't think it's. It's not Love Shack. Um, it's what name? Start naming their songs. You'll get it. Well, that's the only. It's one, one of their other like more famous songs. That's the only one that comes to mind right now. Um, uh, it's about a crustacean. A crab. <laughs> uh i don't know i think i called i think i called a crawfish uh yeah crawfish. A little one of these oh I th- when i was when we were talking about crayfish or crawfish oh, yeah. a you, few episodes ago i called lobster? it a mini one of this yes that's what it's called lobster well it's got another word in there but yes that's the second word okay i don't think i know it rock lobster no i think i don't know that i think name. that's what the name of it is that's and that's all i know about the b-52s <laughs> That it's called Rock Lobster. It just so happens to be on this quiz that I chose. Yeah, and I know I know Love Shack, obviously, but yeah, yeah. we've we've listed all the information I know about the B fifty two. Me too. All right, next. These drum beats ones. Mm-hmm. I know what this is. Oh. Oh, the end gives it away. The end kind of gives it away, except uh, Electric Avenue. Yes. Yes. And Electric Avenue by That is the problem. Yeah, I'm going to have I'm going to struggle with this one too. Maybe we can help each other. I think it's Eddie something. Eddie. I think I think it's the guy's first name is Eddie. Eddie Money? No, it's not Eddie Money. <laughs> I didn't think so. It's I don't know. I'm not going to get credit for it. It's, I'm, I'm, it's Eddie something. The beginning of that, before he comes in with that, and before the particular beat comes in, it sounds sort of like Funky Town. But I think, yeah, that, was, kind I think of. that was 70s. Or was that 80s? I think that was 70s. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Electric Avenue, Eddie... I want to say Eddie Gordo, but that's not right. <laughs> Eddie Gordo. That's good enough for me. All right. Okay, next. No clue. Um, I don't know what that is either. It sounds kind of Floydish, it's, and probably somebody's going to kill me if that's Floyd, it, if that's Pink Floyd. I don't think it's Pink Floyd. Isn't Pink Floyd seventies? No, they did stuff in the eighties too. They're okay. still around now. Well, maybe it they is put out like, an album like two or three years ago. Oh, okay. Well, you could be right. It does sound sort of psychedelicish. I'm going to put Floyd, Pink Floyd, as as because I have no idea what else it might be. 
Okay. And have no no song because you know maybe I'll get credit for the banding. Yeah, I I I think I'll go with you on that and get yeah Pink Pink Floyd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, twenty eight. Okay. I don't know what this is. Me either. It's like they 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 couldn't come up with any other songs. This hmm. one's, uh, I don't have any idea what this is. Um, I don't even have a guess. Yeah, I'm going to, in in being expedient, I'm just going to say I don't have any idea. Okay, next. Ne- yep. All right. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Burning down the house, talking heads. It's not burning down the house. Um, um, and now, now, since you know that you said that, I can't think of what the name of it is. Okay, well then... You ask yourself, da da da. This is yeah, letting the days go by. Um, once in a lifetime. Uh, yep, that's it. You Robert Bird did a jingle for this. That is correct. A very hilarious jingle. Uh huh. Okay, good job on us, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got it. Yeah. All right. Ready? Uh huh. I a hundred percent know what this is. I can play this song. Oh, uh huh. Let me listen to it out. Okay. All right. Yeah, this is the last one. Um, I know the name of the song for sure. Why can't mm-hmm. this be love? Or maybe that's not the name of the song, but that's the chorus. That's it. Um, that's the name of it. Why can't this that's be love? the name of the song? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the artist. Yes, we talked about this guitar player and his band. A lot last week. Is it Eddie Van Halen? Yes, it's Van it's Halen. It's Van Halen? Okay. Mm-hmm. With who's singing? Um, David Lee Roth. Not David Lee. Nope. Not it's David the Lee album Roth. after David Lee Roth. Uh, it's the first album they made after after Roth left. Okay. 5150. What about 5150? Is the name of the album. Oh, okay. Um, is it... I don't know who's singing it. Sammy Hagar. Oh, there. That's the name. The guy with the mm-hmm. big hair. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Red Rocker. So you have the results in front of you better than I do. Uh, Actually, I don't because I just played the video that you sent me. So pull them up. If you have the YouTube link, because I don't have the YouTube link. I just have the, like, just the audio and the the background, static backgrounds that you sent me. All right, I've got them. So number one is Holiday by Madonna. Cool. Points. Number two, I want to know what love is, Foreigner. All right. So you're giving yourself two points per... One per, or just one if you get it. Um, I'm gonna say two. Right. I'm gonna say one per one per artist, and I'm I'm gonna say I didn't get Foreigner right there because I said Lou Graham, even though I knew he was in Foreigner. I for some reason thought that was Lou Graham once he went solo. Yeah, which is stupid. You don't get credit for that. No. <laughs> number three, Sweet Dreams, Eurythmics. Uh huh. Um, number four is Peter Gabriel. All right. And uh, the name of the song is Salisbury Hill. I would have never guessed that. Nope. Uh, so, and then I Can't Dance, and it is Phil Collins, not Genesis. Oh, so I only get one point there. Yeah. I should have went with my instinct, which was Phil Collins. I thought that was Genesis for some reason. Okay. Uh, it was one of, off of Phil Collins' recent, most recent solo albums, I thought. Hmm. But okay. I think Genesis did come back and play with him, but I think it was on the video, but I think it was I his. I swear, yeah. I swear in that video it has it has Mike Rutherford and the other dude, Tony yes, something. Yes, they are in it. 
but they it's a Phil Collins now that now that I see the answer here. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, next, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look this up. Okay. The next I'm one. Just, I'm, I'm calling protest while you while you go to the next one. I think you're gonna find you're wrong. I think it is Phil Collins, <laughs> but he asked Genesis to to come to the video with him, um, or play with him. All right. Um, YouTube says album we can't dance song I can't dance artist Genesis <laughs> released okay. 1991. So it's not even an 80s song. Oh, nice. Okay, well, I get two points for it then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm giving myself two points, too. Here I Go Again by Whitesnake is the next uh-huh. one. And Bangles Manic Monday. Yep. Um, Wishing Well, Terrence Trent Darby. You, oh, yes. You, you Chris, it was not Chris Penn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up because I didn't. Re- that was something I didn't know that he made an album. He made, well, he. I don't know if he made an album, but he had one song for made a sure song. that okay. was popular. Um, okay. Dire Straits, Walk of Life. Nice job. Uh-huh. I get a credit for coming along with you on Dire Straits. Oh, sure. <laughs> the Cars Drive. Okay. Uh, the Let's see. Uh, the Cure, Boys Don't Cry, of course. Boys Don't <sighs> see, Cry. See, I, I would have never gotten that song title, but we get credit for The Cure. We definitely get credit for The Cure. Um, Power of Love, Huey Lewis in the News. Yep. Next one, West End Girls, Pet Shop Boys. Got yep. that one. These are like there's a run of ones that we're sure about right here. Yeah, Purple Rain Prince got that one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. All night long, Lionel Richie got that yep. one. Uh, you did more than I did. Sixteen. Don't stop believing. Journey. Mm-hmm. Boom. This next one, I didn't know. I knew nothing. Seventeen. Two tribes by Frankie. Never heard of them. I. That's the first time I've ever heard that song or that title or that band name in my entire life. Me too. Uh, next one, True Spando Ballet. Nice job. Yep. Um, next one, number 19, Smooth Operator, and you got the band name. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Sade or Sade or whatever Sade. you want. Sade. It's, a, it's, a one, it's one woman. It's a person. Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Tears for Fears. Uh-huh. Got that one. Um, Let's Dance, David Bowie. Nice. Yep. 23. Uh... Oh, we were so wrong on Enya. 22, Enya is not the answer. And it's okay. not Sail Away. It's called China in Your Hand by Tapao. Again, never heard of that artist or song. Me either. Wow. That's a deep cut right there to me. Big time. Um, The next one is The Message by Grandmaster Flash. Two points. Yep. And... 25, Rock Lobster, B-52s. Oh, did you skip? Oh, I did. Hold Thompson Me Now, twins. Thompson Twins. Yep. Yep. Electric Avenue, it's not Eddie Gordo, it's Eddie Grant. Ah, dang it. Nice job on that, though. We get one point for Electric Avenue. Yes, okay. Eddie Gordo, I think, is in a character in Mortal Kombat, by the way. <laughs> um, the next one. I think. Kids in America, Kim Wilde. What? Uh-huh. That's the beginning of that song? I guess so. You you 100% know this song. You've heard this song. It's I I love that song. I don't know that I know it. It certainly wasn't I, Pink Floyd. I don't know if I've ever heard... Maybe I've never heard that part of the intro. or I've, I've heard that song a hundred times. How did I not know that? I don't know. You're slipping on us, Fuse. There's, there's plenty of other great parts of that song they could have played other than that. <laughs> the next one, also never heard of. Lip Up Fatty. Bad manners. 
You're making words up now. Uh-uh. Limp up fatty. Never, bad manners. I've never heard of that. Okay. I don't feel bad about getting these ones we're not getting. <laughs> and then the last two we got. Once in a lifetime talking heads and why can't this be love Van Halen? All right. Very good. Let's add them up. So I, I don't think I'm going to add mine. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't, I, I don't have to add mine either. Um, I just know that you won by not as much as the guitar solo, but enough that we don't need to really add the, the points up. This is fun. We need to do this more often. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I do think it's fun. And I'm willing to um, be wrong every week because I enjoy quizzes that much. Once in a while, I'll have some sort of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told me several things in this one I didn't know, so that's that's always a bonus. Yeah, but I think uh, we can put you in the win category for that. But you know, my Ferris Bueller knowledge helped me a little bit out in this. Helped Absolutely. me a little bit in this section. Didn't you get a hundred percent on both the movie quizzes? Well, yeah, but you also got a hundred percent on Beverly Hills Cop when we had yeah, different I think answers. That was a- but see, I think you actually had the right answers, and I was guessing, and the quiz is just messed up. The quiz, yeah, it could be. Let's just I was go with that. Guessing. Yeah, I need all the help so, I can get. <laughs> so this week it's it's one to one. You won the movie side of it. I won the music yeah. side. Yeah. Yep. All right. Maybe we'll do another movie one next week. Sounds good. Do we have a cast on the show this week? Answer no or yes. It's a binary thing. Do we have a cast? Do we have a cast? Answer no or yes. Um. No. Okay. Let's talk about Fantasy FB. Let's talk about a Littles League. Let's talk about all the good teams and the bad beats from last week. Let's talk about specs. Let's talk about stats. Let's talk about flex. Let's talk about fantasy football. Welcome to another week of We Hate Fantasy Football. Of course, again, once again with us uh, is our expert analyst, and how um just just get to it how should i say your team is doing this season um trump university the um fully defeated I, the fully defeated <laughs> instead of undefeated yes instead of oh undefeated my god um oh, what did i call them the the trump university fighting oh i can't remember the name cuz it didn't fit i couldn't put it on the thing fighting audits or something i don't know um <laughs> Yeah, I had a, it was the fighting clerical, I don't know. Uh, I'm still winless. I lost by two points this week oh, in the God, fourth quarter really? on Monday Night Football. Yeah, so wow. that's, that's so what we've been, Jason and I, I don't know if you were on the email thread that, that we were passing around, but I'm hoping to go winless and lead the league in points. That's, oh, yes. that's my yep. new objective. Now, I'm already outscoring everybody in the fat and old division except for Shad. So I'm happy about that. Um, Spike is way out in front on points. I'm losing to him by 59. But everybody wow. else is close. I'm only like 20 to 30 points behind everybody else. So I think I can get to two, but I think it's going to be tough for me to get to one. Yeah. So currently I am sixth in points scored and winless. <laughs> That's it. Just That's awful. Keep laughing, Fuse. Um, you scored 113. Let's let's, which would have beat all but four yeah. But you know what? Jeff and Will scored week. 132, and they were playing and lost. Yeah, and they would have beat everybody else. So yeah, uh, Carol beat oh, they're, KJ. They're the other KJ 14, lost the 45 to 40 this week. Oh, it was it's, insane. I was watching my points 
subtract. Go down, yeah, because you have the defense <laughs> on Monday night. I yeah. When you're when you're when you're relying on the Giants' defense to win you a game, you know it's not nope. going to happen. Uh, I mean, Minnesota's offense isn't amazing, so I thought that there was a chance, but that that did not happen. So Shad beat me one fifteen one thirteen. Shad went uh, to two and two. Uh, as I said before, KJ lost to Carroll, who finally got a win, 45-40. to 40. Wow. Um, Brendan lost by one to Todd, 84-83. Yeah, so that is good news. So he's, he gets the game ball of the week, I told him, because to Todd, yeah. he was mocking me for losing again. And I, I said, you know, you beat Brendan, you get a pass this week. You're, yep. you're everybody's Todd. hero. I'm going <laughs> to wait until next week to talk any smack to you. Like, you get the trophy for the week. Uh, Patrick beat Adam 49 to 48. I mean, this just, this is disgusting. <laughs> um, Sp- <laughs> Spike beat Poe Box, which is Jeff and Will, 137 to 132. That's, wow. you know, sorry, Jeff and Will. <laughs> You're just not catching that's, any that's a That's a rough one right there. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, oh, I didn't mention everybody's record. So KJ's three and one. Carol went one and three. Todd is now three and one. Brennan's also three and one. Patrick's three and one. Adam is two and two. Spike is now three and one. I guess Gary could be the one managing that, but we just always assume it's Spike. Jeff and Will are also winless. Um, Let's see. Tracy destroyed Jason, 93 to 62. I was pretty much done after the 930 yeah, you were done early. You had, you had yeah. already conceded. He had Bortles and uh, was it Robinson? Allen Robinson? I don't know. He had uh, let's see. Allen Hearns wasn't it? Um, he had the receiver too. Hearns only got a few points this week, right? Oh, I, yeah. No, he had he Allen had, Robinson. He had oh, Allen yes, Robinson and Blake Bortles. He had yeah. McCoy. Um, Bengals defense had already posted fourteen. <sighs> yep, and uh, yeah. that was it. <laughs> you had, I mean, Zeke got twenty. You got twenty-two points from Elliott. And you got yeah, 17 look at all those from ones Dalton. And twos. Latavius Murray won. He got hurt. By the way, uh, KJ, do you still have DeAndre Washington? Yes. Okay, he might be startable this week. I think uh, Murray's in a walking boot. Um, yep. Doug Baldwin had five. Kevin White on IR. Uh, I think you can yep. drop him. He got five. Dwayne Allen got two. Kobe, Kobe Fleener got one. The Steelers defense. Um, well, that wouldn't have mattered. And then Aguayo. Never take a kicker Royal. in the second round of an NFL draft. <laughs> I just don't know what they were yeah. thinking. Um, I was hoping he would pull out of it, but he's terrible. <laughs> he, I got to get he, rid of him too. He, it, yeah, that's. Um, I did. I did drop White for uh, Eddie Royal, though. Okay. I mean, I know it's still Chicago, but yeah, no, no, I mean, he, hey. he should have some value. He and Zach yeah, Miller better. should get uh, a lot of targets. Maybe, hopefully, Jordan Howard. Um, John Fitzpatrick went to three and one. Um, he beat Jamie. Oh, Jamie did not have a good week. 86 to 49. And Joe Arrow. He went to three and one. He beat Claire. 111 to 85. And Claire is at two and two. So those were the results for the week. Diminish that window. We go to the standings. (laughs) Uh, we have a three-way tie in the fat and old division, uh, between Patrick, KJ, and John. Uh, we got Shad at two and two. Adams at two and two. You are at one and three. You probably won your game for the year. And yep. Carol, I, he's getting Brady back. And if he gets Gronk on the oh no, Clara's Gronk. Anyways, yeah. Brady should help him because I think he literally did not have a starting quarterback, and he still beat KJ. <laughs> that, that is true. Oh and then yeah, po- <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, Pobox zero and four, and then Spike Joe. 
um, Brendan and uh, Todd are all three and one. So we have a we have seven teams at three and one, and that's the uh, that's the spot I have to get to. So I am three games behind with nine to play. I probably have to win out. That's not going to happen. So I can only be a spoiler. You don't even really have that hope, Jason. You know no. we, we should we should have some action on the game that we play. That's going to be the oh do we play when do we play? I don't know. Hopefully we do because it's going to be the only thing that we can claim as any there kind of go. a trophy. <laughs> um, as far as rosters go, let's see if anything happened this week. Josh Gordon. I no longer feel bad about uh, drafting Josh Gordon, and Patrick's probably going to have to cut him. But he did pick up Dion Lewis, and that was a good preemptive pickup. I would have done that, but I didn't have any room on my roster. Yeah. Um, I still think that Jameis Winston is going to be okay for KJ. Todd Gurley's probably going to have a, a tough year. His offensive line is just garbage, but he's good enough that he can still make something of it, and he's going to score most of their touchdowns probably. So. Yep. It's, um, it's it's he's hit and miss though. I mean, it's because just because that line is so if you bad. I mean, look in standard league. This is why I hate standard leagues, and I do like PPR leagues, <laughs> and especially because nobody goes like four four points for a touchdown. It's just lopsided. There there are things. Okay, as an example, I lost because Le'Veon Bell at the end of the game had a forty yard run down to the one yard line, and then they took him out and they put in D'Angelo Williams. If Bell gets <laughs> that carry, I win. Oh my god! Because it's a touchdown. Hell, and you still have D'Angelo Williams. If I would have started D'Angelo Williams, which I did consider, but I thought, well, they're not going to blow out Kansas City. Kansas City's a good team, which I do still believe, and it just everything went wrong for them. Um, yeah, just I, like what happened to the Steelers in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, exact same thing. Yeah, week. when they got killed by Philadelphia, I thought yeah, Philadelphia's a good team. I'm not I'm not worried about it. It's, nah. it's and I'm not worried about the Chiefs either. Um, although I don't know when they get Justin Houston back, they they have to get him back if they can't get a pass rush. I mean, I know they they have a good secondary. It's didn't seem like it on what was it Sunday? It wasn't Monday. It was Sunday night. Yeah, it didn't seem like it. But they do have good players back there. It was just one of those yeah. nights where everything went wrong. Well, Steelers are also a different kind of offense with Bell in there because when they line they him are. up out outside, yeah. I mean it's I don't think anybody's gonna stop them if they stay healthy and the line stays okay. Um, I, do, they, do they play Denver this year? I'm not sure if they... I don't think they play Denver this year. I don't think year. they do. No, because Denver won the division and uh, Steelers did not win. Cincinnati won yeah, the division. So yeah. the, the, if they play them in the playoffs... Denver's defense is unbelievable. Minnesota's is... I don't think any anybody else approaches them. So, so do you think we might see a Denver-Minnesota Super Bowl this year? With two... I, I mean, mean, they my both. My man Bradford in there. Sam Bradford, I love it. Um, now, wait, Super Bowl you, winning quarterback bef- is in is in play. Go ahead, Casey. Is in play. Before you answer that, um, I want to interject. Week six is when mm-hmm. Jason and Robert square oh, off. Oh, okay. So not Uh-oh. this week, but next week. In fact, week six has some good matchups. Patrick and Todd. Okay. Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Steenburgen and me. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah, I'm We're going down. That week. <laughs> uh, Don't say that. And then Carol Connolly, who got on Twitter and taunted me after beating me, which I would have probably done too. That's not <laughs> acceptable. He didn't even. No, he does not get to eat. No, he said. Not. He said something like, "Can a uh, can a three and O team? Can you beat a three and O team with forty five points? Yes, you can." Um, who's boiling eggs now? And then he put a picture of Brady coming back. He he plays Spike in week six. 
Ask him who woke him up and reminded him he was playing in this league this week. <laughs> Did you really have to do that? <laughs> oh my! God. Well, he he's the he, the previous week he did not put a defense in, and I noticed that somebody woke him up because he put a defense in. And by the he, way, I'm the one that's boiling the eggs every <laughs> Monday. Every Monday around ten thirty-five, I'm boiling eggs. <laughs> All right, sorry for interrupting. Go no, ahead. No, and- no, I'm I'm glad no, I'm glad good. to know that because it's going to be the only thing that I can hang my hat on this year probably um you were talking about whether or not we're going to get denver and the vikings in the super bowl oh yeah i think they'll be interesting. i forgot to ask that they could i mean I, I think both those teams certainly make the playoffs and you know when the weather's bad of course now they're in the dome i wonder how much of an advantage that dome is i know it used to i think their old dome was really really loud because of that whatever I that minnesota was outside now no no. Oh, that was last year. La- yeah, last two years they, they played play at the University it, of Minnesota. Yeah, that's yeah, because yeah. the, so they the have game against Seattle yet. when it was like ten below or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, their kicker still not right. Still <laughs> not quite there. No, you he's, know what? He's kicker done. is a it, yeah. It, kicker is a position that is very psychological. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's all about confidence. I mean, all these guys can kick the ball sixty yards pretty yeah. much. Yep. But and and they know how to like draw to fade to slice. I mean, they know all the th- just, yeah. just. It's like a good golfer. Yeah, they, it's exactly they know what, what they're is. doing physically. But mentally, if they lose that, lose it, it's real hard to get it back sometimes. And some don't ever do it. He hasn't had it since he missed that field goal against Seattle in the playoffs. That was uh-uh. a, oh, that's, I, and I feel they're bad calling too. they're calling him. His name is Blair Walsh, right? So they're calling him right. the Blair Walsh Project. Walsh Project, yeah. Oh. Which people think is clever, but the good. poor guy. You, you never want a nickname as a kicker. Kickers no. just don't do anything to earn nicknames unless it's bad. Right. Yeah. Well, I will say that I'm I, I'm glad. I'm not glad. I feel bad for the guy. But uh, I think I when we did the preseason, I called that and the Panthers. I'm pretty sure that you called. Well, I also thought the as Panthers both having were a hangover from, from where yeah. their season ended last yeah. year. And plus, I think we talked about it. The Panthers had a ridiculously easy schedule last year. Yep. Um, everything mm-hmm. went right for them, and it's just you're not going to get that every year. You're just not going to have that. So you guys weren't surprised by the the Panthers' poor play, but are you surprised by Atlanta's? Aren't they three no. and one? I yeah, am surprised. They're they're, they're done. Excellent the season every year. Question. I'm surprised by Atlanta. I'm not. Matt Ryan, especially. Yeah, I because here's the thing: they have started out um, strong. A couple, and mm-hmm. I think this is probably what you're alluding to, that they've started off strong and then they fade. They just, yes. you know, yep, yep. And they usually go every other year. Like, yeah, when it last year they were like four and twelve. But or there are like reasons that. that they fade that they might be able to overcome now. Um, I, I know a couple seasons they had one good running back and they got hurt and they had no running game. Um, I know that there was also the offensive line had really bad injury problems. Their defensive line one year had really bad injury problems. So when you take a unit and they can't function, it's not surprising that you're going to struggle. Really quickly here on Pro Football Focus, the defense is grading out pretty well everywhere except for the defensive line. Uh, one of the players is Vic Beasley. He's in his second year. I think he was hurt all last year. So he theoretically could start to play better. Um, they have a great cornerback in Trufant, and they are getting Devondre Campbell back. Weatherspoon just uh, snapped his Achilles. 
but they're getting oh. Devondre Campbell back, and they like Jones and Campbell as linebackers. Their offensive line is playing really well, except for right guard Chester. Don't know who Chester is. I don't know a lot of offensive linemen. They did get no Alex idea. Mack from Cleveland in the offseason, who was <laughs> a Pro Bowl uh, center with, with Cleveland. And everybody on the offense except for Hardy, and he's not quite coming along. But Sanu's playing okay. Jones is one of the best wide receivers in the league. Freeman and Coleman are playing well. Uh, Jacob Tammy is doing as well as, I mean, he's not an amazing physical specimen, but he's, you know, he's a veteran. He knows what to do. Um, right. He can get open in the end zone, especially. Yeah. Do you have any other the only thoughts? Thing I... <laughs> well, go ahead, Jason. <laughs> the only thing that's going through my mind is when you talked about Witherspoon's um, Achilles. I just keep replaying that scene from Pet Cemetery in my head where the kid crawls out from under the bed and cuts the old man's Achilles with I have the scalpel. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> that's what I've been thinking about. Oh my god. So do you think someone actually cut Witherspoon's Achilles? Or are you just saying that's what you think? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. What, that scene, what I saw is that scene this accusation? A, <laughs> yeah. I saw that I saw that scene as a kid and I'm like every time I every time I hear, "Oh, he ruptured his Achilles or he has an Achilles injury." It just that that just vivid imagery of seeing that oh, movie man. and going, "Oh, it's it's pretty horrific if you if I mean it's good effects, but it's it's rough." Let it's me ask you watch. one question. So who's here? going dark now? Oh. <laughs> well, speaking of dark did either of you watch the debate last night? No. Playoff no. baseball, come on. I was toggling. I told Jen I, had other stuff to I do. told Jen I would watch the ninth inning and then I watched I toggle back and forth and I watched the extra innings. And then even though I don't really care about the Orioles, um I, I wanted to throw my remote through the TV. Yeah. It's just the way yeah, that the way rough. that game ended. Yeah, and and look, you can't not send the close. How do you not like it's first and third I think who who made the point today? Somebody on the show made the point. It's first and third, it might have been Saliza. It's first and third. There's nobody out. What what could it hurt to like? How could the situation get worse? Bring in your closer. It's not an ideal situation, but this is the season. Yeah, this yeah. is it. You have to get out yeah. of this inning. You can always yeah. figure out. You you know how um you'll see these baseball games that go 16 innings, and they're bringing yeah. in like the right fielder to pitch an inning, and they're like just yeah. they're just trying to get through. It doesn't do you any good to have one of the best closers in the game never come into the game to to try to affect the outcome bring him in yeah. zero zero innings pitched right. get in out of the year. see if he can get Crazy. out of the jam if he can yep. get out of the jam maybe you can bring him back into the next inning and if he can't go then you bring in somebody else but you have to get right. to the next inning right because right. this is not like game one of a five game series or seven game no series. this is it no this is this like is game seven death, this is it. basically I have no idea who Britain is. I've I haven't watched I've watched two baseball games in five years, so I don't know any of this. But <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Connie Britain. That's the only. Yeah, but I, right. I but I heard somebody say something like he's one of the best closers in the game. He must yeah. be one of their best players. So, yeah. Like you need to shoot your bullets for God's sake. Yes, yeah. there you go. That's that's the problem. I, I don't think, at least anyway, nobody would question him if he put him out there and they lost the game. No. You you go down but, with your but best dude. But holding him dude. back. Yeah. Exactly. That's you go exactly down right. with your best guy. You said it much better than me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're basically we're all Monday morning quarterbacking and yes, you're right. We don't know exactly what they what his thought process was and what they decided on. So it's easy for us to for everybody to pile on buck, but it did seem like the wrong choice. Of course it does, it does now. Like yeah. <laughs> It did at the time, too. People yeah. were going nuts on Twitter. It's and I true. Was like, it's true. going on? It's not second-guessing. That's guessing. the first time I'd seen that guy's yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. It's not second-guessing. Yeah. So any final thoughts this week? Final thoughts. You should have a, yeah, you should have like an inter, intra. Is it intra, inter? Intra. 
should have an intro segment uh, jingle, maybe a cappella jingle for final thoughts. Yes, sure. Oh, I, you mean? Oh, you, you just did it. You just did it. <laughs> well, I just that. did it, but I thought I'm, I'm hearing KJ in in no. my head with like a lot of reverb and ambiance. <laughs> final thoughts. I don't actually use reverb. <laughs> what? I I turn the ambiance up, but not the reverb. Do you really not it's use the reverb? Same thing. It's the same thing. Well, not according really to my GarageBand settings, it isn't. Yeah, it's the same principle. So I choose a um, some sort of effect. I think it's called natural vocal, and then I turn the ambience up fifty percent. But the reverb. Oh, you stays, go to fifty. Yeah, the I reverb. Usually go, I usually go twenty-five on ambience. Sometimes I'll go up to forty. Okay. <laughs> like well, if the I want to sound like Def Leppard, a little bit. And somebody that can't sing, me being one of those people, but a band that can't sing. Huh. If I'm trying to replicate a style. You know they're just going to echo it the hell out of it. Oh yeah. Um, well, see, so I'll echo's different, isn't it? Isn't well, not echo, different? but you know what I mean. Like when, whenever yeah. you have the ambiance, you can hear like the sound sort not bouncing around, but sort of. That's what it's doing. Flaying out. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm so going to hit stop it, on this record, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is good stuff. You, what are you talking you about? <laughs> it's done. <laughs> Well, that concludes our podcast. All right. <laughs> Anyways. So what do you want to talk about now that she's gone? Hopefully. Her. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll lose again this week. <sighs> We've got no qualification, so here's our recommendations. Well, you know, last week I brought up postseason baseball as a yeah. recommendation. It hasn't disappointed so far, um, it, unless you're a Baltimore Orioles or New York Mets fan. Um, yeah, that Orioles game with the not putting the closer in was yeah. – I didn't even watch it, and I felt bad for people the way it was going on Twitter. Oh, it's just – it is a really sad way to lose the season when you don't put your best player or the guy yep. that hasn't blown a save all year. Um, <laughs> that's tough for the Orioles fan, but it's definitely been good – compelling baseball so we've got the wild card set but anyway speaking of baseball yeah um there's a documentary that i probably watched two years ago that um i still think about from time to time because it's just so good and it's called uh, the battered bastards of baseball and it was on netflix i'm assuming it's still on netflix it's a documentary and i think it's from 2014 and it's a true story and so the IDMB page for it says it's is one of baseball's last great unheralded true stories. Hmm. And it tells the story of um, Kirk Russell's father, so the actor Kirk Russell, his father Bing Russell, B-I-N-G, I guess was a Hollywood movie star. I didn't know that. Or a, a, I, I didn't know that either. I guess he was best known for playing Deputy Clam on Bonanza. So maybe he was are a TV. About, are you talking about Kurt Russell? No, Kurt's, did I, who did I say? Kirk. Yeah, Kurt. <laughs> it's like it, it's like uh, Adrian Foster. Yeah. Well, I always call Kirk Douglas Kurt Douglas, so I always go Kurt when it should be Kirk. <laughs> you know why I said that? Because in the IDMB page, it says Kirk Douglas. ID. All right. I'm sorry, Kirk Russell. <laughs> Is it IMDb or IDMB? I. That's Internet probably movie IMDb. database. IMDb. Yeah. It okay. says Kirk Russell, but you're right. It's Kurt. Um, oh, so it's messed up on IMDb? Yes. Maybe, maybe it's, it's a Kurt different Kurt Russell's dude. father, Bing Russell. He must have been an actor. 
It is Kurt Russell, the guy that's married to, or that's with Goldie Hawn. I don't think they've ever oh, married. Oh, okay. So the famous, you know, Snake Plissken, you the know, who? computer who wore tennis shoes. Um, I'm trying to think of what else he was in. He was in the last, like, Furious 7 movie. He was? He he yeah. was in, um, oh, I, I'm not going to remember. It was a movie with Goldie Hawn. Um, pretty Overboard. good movie. Yeah, he was in that one. Yep. And so it's his father the, who played Deputy Clem on Bonanza. Anyway, oh, I did not know that. Uh, yeah. So in seven, 1973, he created this baseball team. And it's the only independent baseball team in America. It was the only independent team in America at that time. They were Wait a in, minute. So he like just gathered dudes and made his own team? Yeah. And, he, and, and it was in Portland. Wow. They were called the Portland Mavericks. Um, it says that he operated without a major league affiliation while playing in a city that was considered a wasteland for professional baseball. So he had tryouts for all the Mavericks, and some of them were, you know, hopefuls, people who arrived in droves from every state in America, um, and many who had been rejected from the major leagues or the minor leagues. That's cool. Um, I didn't know this existed. Yeah, and so let's see. The skeptics thought it would never work, uh, but really... And and if I recall, Kurt Russell is in the movie. He's interviewed a lot in the in the documentary, I should say. Um, oh, talking about his dad. Yeah, remembering that time, because I wow. I think Kurt Russell was on a minor league team at one point. I think it was him that I remember that was you know known for being a really good athlete. Yeah. Yep. When he was a, when he was a kid. Yeah. He Kurt Russell, I think, played for this this team, the Portland Mavericks. Oh, okay. And signed him as a player and team vice president. And I anyway, guess it's good when your dad's in charge. Exactly. Vice president. <laughs> um, and basically, it says it's it's as much a about the independent spirit as is is it about baseball. So hmm. I mean, I personally, when I watched it, I thought it transcended baseball. I think it's charming. It's a great underdog story, and you'll I can say that you're probably going to like it, even if you don't know a thing about baseball. Cool. It basically, they held up the middle finger to the sports establishment and said, "We're playing the game on our terms, not yours." They now were that the I real, can get behind. Yeah, they were the real life bad news bears, is how the IMDb site <laughs> says it or cool. describes it. So anyway, if if you're feeling baseball-y, this is the time to watch that. Actually, you can watch it anytime, but it, I was reminded of it by watching some of the playoffs. Great awesome. I didn't, documentary. I didn't know about that. And do you know if it was produced by Netflix, if it was made like by I them, think it, or if it was just picked up by them? I don't that will know. De- that, the reason I ask that is because that will definitely determine whether it's on there or not still. A lot of times they drop stuff off after a couple yeah, of years, but yeah, they if, if they made it, it would 100% be on there. I don't it's know. Probably, it could be on YouTube too, by the way, the whole thing. Well, it probably is. Um, I thought it was independent filmmakers, uh, uh, but I don't know if Netflix bought it or bought the rights to it. Oh, okay. So... Um, Check Netflix first. And speaking of um, documentaries, that reminded me that after the quiz last week, when I mentioned, I said this before about Derek and the Dominoes. Yes. Um, John Fitzpatrick had said, uh, told, he corrected me on that, but he also said, um, check out a documentary called Tom Dowd and the Language of Music. And that whole thing is on YouTube. And uh, I watched a few minutes of it to know enough to know that, yeah, I need to check this out. I'm going to watch the whole thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I would recommend doing that just based off of John's recommendation because he knows his music and knows what he's talking about and knows his documentaries. Um, he's the one that introduced me to the Ruddles, which is the kind of like 
Spinal Tap is to rock and metal. The Ruddles are to like the Beatles, like mockumentary type stuff. The (laughs) Ruddles, yeah. So he, so I'm, I'm 100 behind you know anything John, any kind of documentary that John recommends to me or a mockumentary. So I would. It's called Tom Dowd and the Language of Music, Um, and it's all about stuff from that era. He was the producer for a lot of those Derek and Dominoes and other things in that, uh, not the other bands and stuff in that in that in that time frame. Yeah, John definitely knows his music, and he's also introduced me to several documentaries music related too um and i love those i love all of them i've seen um what's the name of the one in alabama uh a documentary or or like a mockumentary it's a documentary it's about where people used to go record from all over the country because it had some magic to it oh uh yeah muscle shows jason isbell recently recorded there uh yeah muscle shows i would highly recommend muscle shows if we're talking about documentaries Hey, how's it going? We hope you've been enjoying the podcast thus far, and we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on Twitter at SpeakTangents, or visit our website at speakingoftangents.com. It has all the relevant links and information there. If you haven't been enjoying our podcast, we're sorry. Please let us know on our Snapchat account. Thanks. Before we get to some of the other feedback from Twitter and iTunes, we have a first, which is someone sent us an original song specifically about the podcast. Yes. It's not, I mean, at first I was thinking it was a jingle, but it isn't a jingle. It's actually an original song by our former guest, Mr. Brad Weiss. Yes. So uh, you want to listen to that right now? Yeah, let's just, let's just play it. If you want some palpable nonsense, (laughs) regional words and how to pronounce them, who will the guest be? No one. <laughs> Speak to tangents to me. One of the host deplores all Pepsi concoctions. Won't reveal what knocked him unconscious. Eventually, I Where has KJ been? I Writer. <laughs> Speak to tangents to me. If it's football, that's your fantasy. Their stats boy is incomparable. <laughs> they read Amazon buyers' reviews. What's more stupid than that? Insurance. <laughs> At the Insurance. close, they'll play us some feedback. Listeners were eager to find out where my dog might pee. <laughs> Speak tangents to me. Uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Thanks a lot, Brad. I love the reference to Rob in there, too. That was really great. Yep. <laughs> and uh, people would want to know where his dog is peeing. Uh, <laughs> very good. Very good. Thank you very much, Brad. Perfect. And then um, to get to some of our other feedback, um, we were talking about the quiz feedback earlier. Um, and then on Facebook, we got some feedback on the Facebook. So that's pretty cool. Matt Vogel. Yeah, cool said, I just listened to the quiz in the car. I got a lot of strange looks from other drivers as I yelled, Working man! Won't get fooled again! Deep Purple Highway Star! And Jethro Tull Aqualung at the dashboard. But it made the drive bearable. So, good. Glad to hear that. It sounds like he would do really well at that quiz because he nailed all the ones that I missed. It does sound like you guys would make a good team. Yeah. Um, And then Old Man Beeston... At Old Man Beaston, B-E-A-S-T-O-N, he said, listening to Speaking of Tangents podcast while I ride my bike not wearing white. Um, 
at Buffalo Alice, uh, KJ, me, the hills aren't in the way. They are the way. <laughs> <laughs> very good. That's uh, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Thank you, old man Beeston. Yes. Um, and then we got an iTunes review. All right. And so, yeah, keep those iTunes reviews coming. Uh, this one was a five-star review. Thank you, Mike Nelson in Hampton, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And he titles it, Love Snow Peas. <laughs> At least we know he's listened to the end of at least one episode. That's right. He says, I love snow peas too. Actually, I think sugar snap peas are better. So I guess I like snow peas, but I love (laughs) sugar snap peas. Speaking of tangents, Thomas Jefferson's favorite vegetables were peas. English peas, to be exact. I don't know how they differ from snow peas or sugar snap peas, but I'm sure he would enjoy them too. So I've got that going for me, which is nice. (laughs) That made me laugh. Thank you, Mike. I don't get it. <laughs> what? It, I mean, it's informational, but, you know, I... Well, I believe that we've had some reviews that say the best podcast that I haven't listened to yet. So there's a little bit more information than that. Or some, oh, yeah. Very good. some Very reviews. Good. <laughs> That's great. I, I, I laughed really good at that review. I like that one. Yep, me too. So speaking and, of reviews... And speaking of laughing at reviews. Even. Yes. You have more. Sorry, Amazon? I just one-upped your speaking of tangents. No, that's all right. Do you do you uh, have some more Amazon reviews? By the way, I'm used to you one-upping me. Hello. Oh. I choose the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I get to pick. How about that? That's awesome. <laughs> Unless someone sends one in, which would be great. Yes, that would be great. If you haven't noticed, I'm trying to get somebody to send the quiz in. I have noticed. Well, you okay. might be careful what you wish for. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be something that crushes us, but you know, hey, I, yeah. I, I'm all for fun. That's right. I like to challenge. I like a challenge, um, and I will, you know, just play under protest if I don't get the answers right. <laughs> yeah, you do strike me as that type of person. <laughs> <laughs> so Amazon reviews, um, it's never a challenge to come up with some of these, but sometimes during the week, you know, I wonder, you know, we go back and forth on, you know, what. Should the topic be, and you actually suggested this one this week, um, or kind of a roundabout way, what I got to was originally suggested based off an idea that you had. Uh-huh. That didn't make any sense, but... Um, yeah, it did. I got it. On Tony's show, one of the popular things from the past week has been he's been talking about, or at this point, probably, you know, a couple weeks ago, he's been talking about license plates a lot. Yes. Yeah. Which has been hilarious. Weird license plate stuff. Well, I apparently other people... Uh, think it's not weird, but his his fascination with numbers and the sequencing of numbers and ah. how you have a really cool license plate if you have two, four, six, eight because they go up by twos. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and and he talked a little bit about vanity plates, but mostly about numbers. Cool. Well, when you said license plates or vanity plates, uh, since you can't search for those, I decided to look up vanity plate holders. These are like the little frames that go yes. around your license plate. Yes. You know, oftentimes they have the name of a school or a sports team or, you know, flowers or whatever. Uh-huh. Or um, I'd rather be of, golfing. I'd rather be fishing. Yeah. Anything like that. Yep. Uh, and this is all these reviews. Uh, I got a bunch of them, but they're short. They all come from the exact same product. It's the Cruiser Accessories Chrome Daisy License Frame. So it's like this chrome metallic looking thing, and it's got like little flowers around it. Okay. Uh, which, I think you know, I've seen those. I think most people have seen something similar to this. Yeah. And the first one that I want to read is my favorite review that I've ever found in the time we've been doing this. 
Whoa. And other people may not think it's funny, but this is hilarious to me. And this just strikes my sense of humor really well. So I'm, I'm sure I've overhyped it by now. But anyway, the title is, This Product Was a Personal Purchase for Myself. <laughs> I like it already. Okay. I'm going to try to read this in the tone that I think it was intended. So here we go. This product was a personal purchase for myself at the normal retail price. I am reviewing it solely because I want to share my experience with other potential customers. I did not purchase it in connection to a review company. I have received no compensation for my review, nor do I have any relationship with the seller or manufacturer of this product. I have had a positive experience with this product. It solved the issue that I purchased it for. I appreciate the opportunity to review this item. Five stars. <laughs> oh, I, my gosh. That could be copied and pasted into any product on Amazon. Yes, it could. It That said nothing. It absolutely said nothing. <laughs> that tells you nothing about the product. <laughs> I, I cannot believe that somebody... Took the time to type that in. Maybe they didn't take the time. At some point they did, but maybe that's the same thing he uses for everything. Or she. This person has 779 reviews. Her name is Amy. Maybe we should look it up. Yeah, she that's might do day. it all. She might do yes, all of them that way. On every product, all 770 something are. And then she becomes a top reviewer. <laughs> well, she's got a lot more to go because her ranking is 44,273,231 in the reviewers. Are you serious? That's how many reviewers there are? Well, there's probably more than that. That's how high she's ranked. Wow. 44 million. I, I, I've i never left an Amazon review. <laughs> I don't think I have either. But I'm very thankful for the people that do. Yeah. Not only the ones who are sort of somewhat useful, but also for these, like this next one. Yeah, definitely. These ones are the greatest. <sighs> I got this because I got a new car. My last car had a bedazzled plate cover. But I'm getting a little older and wanting something a little more sophisticated. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you went with chrome painted daisies. daisies. Okay. I just thought it was funny that she said, I, my last one was bedazzled. I've grown out of that phase of my life. Yeah. I, I've come matured. From bedazzled to daisies. Yeah, I guess so. It's a 12-step program. <laughs> the next one is awesome. I honestly have to say I have not put it on my car yet. <laughs> As a younger woman smashed into me. And I'm waiting to get my freshly painted car back. I can't wait to put my daisy plate on. It was made so that more of your license plate shows a cool manufacturing plus. I will probably end up ordering another one for the front. Undecided. <laughs> <laughs> Which the best part of that is the undecided. undecided. <laughs> Five stars, though. Uh, well, it is good that she, you know, she, that could actually be helpful because she did mention that there's more room to see the license plate. Yeah, that's true. I and mean, that, that was a common complaint on this thing that it covered up um, the um, like the tag that you have, the, the, the registration that shows what year and stuff the car's been registered. Yeah, you need to have that visible. Here's another one. Love how my car has that girly touch. All my friends love how the daisy chromatography frames look on my car. Chromatography. Chromatography. That's is not the not word, word that she meant it? to use. Oh, it's a word. Chrom it's not the word that this woman meant to use. <laughs> Chromatography is like, I remember it from oh chemistry, God. like in high school and college. Oh, sure. It's where you pass something through, like something in order to separate the phases of it out or something like that. I'm sure somebody knows a lot more about chemistry than I do. could <laughs> be more specific, but it's something like that. 
It's not a there mixture is nothing. of chrome license plates and photography. <laughs> no, which is what I think she's trying to say, that it's chrome. It, she's she's doing like a portmanteau that doesn't work. It's, it's just It's worthy pick. of your picture taking is basically what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's chrome and it's worthy of being photographed. It's chromally photogenic. Yeah. <laughs> it's chromogenic. See, Chromo I can do it too. Photo- chrom- chromo photography? Chromo photogenic, yeah. What, what chromatography. Chromatography. Chromatography, which is, I mean, a term. It's a chemical. It's a term in chemistry. Okay. But not what she intended, I don't think. <laughs> All right, the next one. I love this frame. I've never had a special frame, and I decided to live it up. Okay. <laughs> which With daisies. Yeah, that was a common theme in these that people were like, I'm just going to live and be me and just step out there <laughs> in this. And I'm like... It's a license plate holder on the back of your car. It don't make it into a life changing decision. I mean, but maybe it is for these people. Maybe it's good. That's good. If you know, if, if they feel like this allows them to be more of themselves and right. you know do their thing, go for it. <laughs> Definitely. This is. I mean, it's not exactly how Stella got her groove back, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> the Who next stars one. your Twitter follower, by the way? Yes, Tay Diggs. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the Empire now too. Yes, he and is. And I know that because um, he live tweets it, which is actually, I've actually been enjoyed listening. I hadn't watched the show, but I've enjoyed reading his tweets about it. He live tweets it when that show's on? Yep. Okay. Let's see. Next one. Doesn't look especially like me, but it is so much better than the one that came with my car. I, your guess is as good as mine on that one. Oh, I think what he means, or she, probably a she. she. Oh, she. these are all, well, we'll get to the he's in a minute, but these, most of these are she. The, I think what she probably means is, it's not really me. It's not, yes. it doesn't speak it's to me. It's not my style, particularly. Um, but I, who knows why that's the one she chose, <laughs> if it it's, wasn't her. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, it's optional. But yeah. it may not be optional. I've got, I don't want to spoil things, but we got some coming up that um, we might have to psychoanalyze here in a minute. Oh, like people are being forced to buy certain license plate holders? Sort of, yeah, women, almost. The men, by the women. My um, wife wanted this girly license plate. Am I close? Uh, you're pretty close. Okay. <laughs> and, and here's another one. Um, pretty sturdy. Hit a deer and it's still on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. That's a, well, that's that's a good, good experience right there. Yeah. Honest review. <laughs> it's useful. Uh, here's one. Five stars. If you want. That's the entire body of the review. If you want. <laughs> I was waiting for you to read more. No, that's it. If you want, period. That's it? That's all? Yeah, that's it. Five stars, though. You know, whatever. If you want. <laughs> it's like, anyways. Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> Did he get it at Walmarts? Possibly. He probably got it at Amazons. Targets. Amazons, yeah. That's what I haven't heard yet. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Um, here's one. Yes, it is not shiny as a diamond one, but you can tell it's a girl's car. Hmm. Well, at least from my point of view, I'm not driving behind my own car, so there it is. <laughs> That's the review. Uh, I'm very confused it. by that one. Yeah, it's like she's like, well, I think it makes it, it looks makes it look like a girl's car, but you know, I really can't say because I'm not looking at it. I'm driving. I can't look behind me. It's I can't see the back of my car while I'm driving. Yeah, but like you can't just like it only looks like a girl's car in motion and it looks different when it's sitting still yeah. when you get out and walk around and look at the back of it. Yeah. But she also curiously chose the words point of view. Yes. So it's like um 
yeah, you can't turn around and look at it, but at least from my point of view, it's girly. Like, I was thrown off by those terms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's mixing up perspective and where perspective, she's coming from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which brings us to some of the saddest reviews on here that I've ever read. Oh, no. Um, this one is, we were talking about before, about um, it being girly, and you were mentioning about, you know, my wife made me buy this. This yeah. is kind of the op. This is... This is sort of in that ballpark. Bought for my wife. And this is all lowercase. She likes it. The frame looks pretty good from a distance. She is pleased with the appearance. Nicely made frame. The chrome, in parentheses, looks nice and chromey. <laughs> which, I mean, it's, that sets the tone right there. That's and then perfect. we get into this next one, which I don't know what to think about this one. The title is Her Choice. the review is this was picked because the driver of the car wanted something different for a new ride (laughs) (laughs) what What? are you referring to your wife or girlfriend as her choice the driver of the car because it says her choice in the title he can't even refer to her as her my wife or girlfriend or her the driver the driver of the car so basically come on the He's driver so gets with his to pick, plate. so yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, if I have to do this, and don't review it. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you reviewing it if you hate it and you're not? And he's giving it five stars. I think people Come are on. obsessively compulsive about reviewing, like they just have to do it or something. I think that's what we're seeing. Um, and then we get into. You feel that those are sad. Well, here we go. This plate is ma- is well made. And looks very classy and fun on our car. It is really upbeat in a negative prone world. Dot, <laughs> dot, 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 dot. <laughs> Five dots. A negative prone world. And the title of that is Driving Miss Daisy slash Positive Message. <laughs> uh, that's not really a positive message. No, it's not. Following that line, it looked beautiful for a little while. It loses the paint day by day, little by little. Oh, God. That's, Two stars. That one is really depressing. Well, just wait. Little by little. Here's one. Five stars. Okay. Lots of exclamation points. Love it. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Great quality. Looks so pretty. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Perfect for my daughter's memory who loved these flowers. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Oh no, that one's really sad. And wow. but with l- ladled with eight exclamation points. <laughs> yes, two exclamation points at the end of every sentence. I don't even think ladle is a word. I've got ladle is a word, but it's talking about scooping soup. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Laden. Lathered. Laden. Laden. Laden, laden or it. lathered or ladled. It worked. <laughs> I believed you. And now the saddest review I've ever read. This is the psychoanalysis one. Okay. This is by um, the woman whose car it's on, or who had hoped to put it on her car. The driver. Yes, this is the yeah, this is the driver. This could be her. I love these, but unfortunately, my husband didn't. He did till we found out they're not chrome. <laughs> if they would have been colored chrome, we would have kept them. I bought them and returned. They are well made and beautiful. My car is a brand new car, and we wanted chrome, 
not white and yellow flowers. But they are beautiful. Thank you anyways. Is it really signed anyways? Yes. <laughs> anyways. But that there is so much like internal, this is what I wanted to do, but my husband thought differently. So then we did differently, yeah. and now I'm writing a review about that. This is like... Yeah, this isn't about <laughs> I mean, the license plate holder. I don't want to read too much into this, but this is like somebody's, I think, almost subconsciously trying to reach out to say, I need to be my own self, and I can't even do it through a flowered license plate <laughs> on my car. Yeah. It's just... That, it's got, that's probably the most the saddest one ever. Yeah, it, you're right. It has nothing to do with the license plate. No. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. You could look up any topic. It doesn't matter. You know what? Totally. And that's a good point. I, I, I think um, I'd like to say, for those of you who are still listening at this point, um, I'd like to ask if any of you have topics that you would like to challenge us to find ridiculous reviews on Amazon about. Email them in, tweet them at us, and uh, I'll see what I can find. Because this is this is almost like a scavenger hunt. I mean, I went from license plate numbers to license plate, you know, vanity covers. So it might do something like that. But you know, hey, if you have a topic to get us started, I mean, we got plenty. But I'd love to hear what other people out there. You know, this is this is a week I'm challenging the audience. So why not challenge them some more? Right? Why not? People, we want to know the dumbest reviews out there. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, you don't have to don't send the reviews. Send. The topics you think that would it would be impossible to find crazy reviews about? Yes, because I guarantee you they're out there in some form or fashion. We'll get to it some way. Well, when I suggested license plate holder, I thought there would be nothing out there. Yeah, I said, "Well, I, I why too, don't you try met. this and see what you come up with?" <laughs> this is the very first product that I looked at. Wow! All of those are for the same product. I didn't even look at the other stuff. There's probably hilarious stuff in the other things too. I, I just. Yeah, at some point you just had to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that. Speaking of stopping, <laughs> why don't we? You got anything else? No. That'll do it. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Directed by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Produced by Jason Fuse. Production assistant, K.J. Onstead. Executive producer is K.J. Onstead. Assistant to the executive producer is Jason Fuse. Marketing and social media coordinators are a team of interns. Speaking of socials, whatever happened to ice cream socials? Has anyone been to one of these lately? I don't think they even exist anymore. Which is sad because if they did, and if I was invited, I would request the best flavor ever. Caribou Coffee's Java Chunk by Kemp's. I guess it isn't the social part I care about as much as the ice cream part. Costume design by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Graphics by Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. I love snow peas, and I love you.